0: Welcome to another hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Laquina McGee, I am Cindy Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again, at ck 80 that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80.
1: Follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at McGee on the IG.
0: You can make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's the Apple, iTunes Store, Amazon, or that uh, Google Play Store. Ooh, make sure the app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can uh, watch and listen to our, any of our five live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you missed it, that's okay. You can go back to the archives, you can listen and watch them at your own, own leisure. And speaking of Sega City Sports, you can listen to us every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Sega City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, WARR on Anchor. And make sure you follow War Media, WARR Media. Once again, at War Media on on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun and we have very definite opinions. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, as far as guests are concerned, th- at the top of the next hour, we'll have Mark Grody, uh, Chicago Bears sideline reporter for News Radio 780 105.9 FM. WBBM and he's a weekend a weekend and filling host. He's the host of Saturday suckage on sports radio, 670 score. Lakina, I know that's one of your favorite shows on that mm-hmm. station. Oh, yes. uh, he's a friend <laughs> of the program. It's been a while since he, we had him on. He's going to hop on with us to talk about the Chicago bears review the first half of the season. That is, and do they have a chance to get back in this uh, playoff race in the second half or will it be about Justin Fields uh, in the second half? So we'll ask him uh, many questions about them. Uh, the monsters in the midway, and at the bottom of next hour, we'll have our girl Miss Christine Manica from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He's, she's going to help us pick our games in week 10, I believe, looking in the NFL. Yes, yes, Mario, week 10. Ladies man, and gentlemen. this season has gone by so fast, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. I uh, guess, yeah. what up, Armando? Good afternoon. Yep. You know, first, feel free to comment on our Facebook and YouTube pages on Sports of Chicago, and I will. And do not troll. You know, be good to us because I will give you guys the boot. Goodbye. Deuces. <laughs> there you speaking go.
0: Of, speaking of deuces, uh, as we uh, kick off this edition of Sega City Sports for a hashtag football Friday, well, let's get into some basketball. Lakina, the Chicago Bulls start their West Coast road trip tonight at Golden State. Their game is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's on ESPN. But unfortunately, it's not on locally here in Chicago. I know. No, nah, I got, know. For those of you guys uh, that happen to be listening to us near the Bay Area or near the San Francisco area, you guys can see your local broadcast with Brad Fitzgerald and Kalina Asabuke, and that's at 7 o'clock p.m. your time on NBC Sports Bay Area. And, of course, nationally it will be seen on ESPN. Lakina, before we preview tonight's game in between the Bulls and the Warriors, let's review the two games from this past week for Chicago. They won their last two games uh, at the UC before uh, starting this road trip tonight. Last Monday, they defeated the Brooklyn Nets 118-95. And then, of course, this past Wednesday, they defeated – The Dallas Mavericks 117-107. Let's review Monday's game quickly. It was a close game back and forth, but the Bulls put a 42-piece on the Brooklyn Nets in the fourth quarter. DeMar DeRozan led the Bulls with 28 points. Zach would added in 24. Um, The bench mob for the Bulls came up up big. uh, Derek Jones Jr. had seven points. Uh, Tony Bradley, my guy, had eight rebounds total off the bench four on the offensive end. Alex Caruso, which we'll get into his performance against Dallas in just a moment. He had five points, but it was Ayo, Ayo, mm-hmm. Ayo Desumu in 20 minutes of action on last Monday night. He was a plus 22 on the court, but he added 15 points and grabbed seven rebounds. Lukena, uh, I thought they were going to beat Brooklyn. Of course, Brooklyn was playing on the back-to-back. And they caught him uh, um, flat-handed in that fourth quarter. Brooklyn only scored 17 total points in that fourth quarter. The mm-hmm. Bulls, as I mentioned, scored uh, 42 as a team. But it was a nice dominating fourth quarter performance by Chicago.
1: Yeah, it was It was just a, a total team performance. All five stars were in double figures. Vooch had a double-double. You know, Javante Green had 11 points. Alonzo you know, had a couple of key steals. Um, Ao has looked really good. I mean, with 15 points, you know, still off the bench. And, Of course, you know, DeRozan led the way with 28, so just a total team effort. And you know, that 42 point, you know, fourth quarter, I mean, that's gotta be like among the highest, you know, this year in mm-hmm. the NBA. So, so far, so it, it's just a, like I said, a, a total team win. You know, the Bulls got them, you know, back to back with Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn struggled from the field, you know, like Griffin struggled uh, from the field, and you know, the Bruce Brown had, had no points. You know, Lamarcus Aldridge had his best effort. You know, 19 off the bench, but they were, but the, look, the, the Bulls were able to kind of lock them down in the fourth quarter. That's why they only scored 17. So, you know, just like it's a, a complete, you know, total, you know, team effort there. And look, we'll get to Caruso on a second. Cause he made some comments. That's making some waves on the on the NBA side, but, uh, yeah, just another a big win for for the Bulls, and it's just just you know, it, I think they're showing folks that hey, you know what, maybe this Bulls team. You know, I'm not saying that they're up there with Brooklyn and Milwaukee and, and those teams, but I think I think they're definitely right there in the in the middle tier. So, looking at that, I think you know people are starting to notice, which is good.
0: Uh, and shout out to um, NBC Sports Chicago. I and podcast host from the ringer, Mr. Jason Golf. Uh, it, it was his birthday this past Monday. I don't know if you guys saw it on his social media or if you were watching the game. He was in courtside for his 41st birthday. And uh, he ran into James Harden on the baseline there. You saw where he was sitting there. If you guys follow him on social media, like I said, hopefully we can get him on this program soon. But uh, yeah, he ran into greatness. And thank goodness, no, no, the uh, silly things happened uh, during the Bulls pre and post game show. So, um, Congratulations and happy belated birthday to Mr. Jason Golf. You guys support him of uh, the Full Golf Podcast from the Ringer, and that's what he does three days a week. So uh, go support that guy and support him on NBC Sports Chicago. He does a heck of a job with Will Purdue and Kendall Gill. And let's go to Wednesday's action, LaQuina. Uh, the Bulls defeated the Mavericks as I, as I mentioned, one seventeen to one oh seven. Luka Doncic, he was he was the man of the hour for Dallas, but. Uh, on the flip side, Vucevic, we'll get to you. Is some news on him in just a moment, but Vucevic had a nice game. Alice Caruso um, had a 20-piece com- coming off the bench. Lonzo Ball, who uh, Likina, I talked about him on our last episode. Uh, he was struggling for a while. It's time for him to uh, pick it up a little bit. He did score in 20 p- 21 points and gra- an additional 10-plus assists.
1: Yeah, he was seven to ten for three points. That's where he got his twenty-one points from, and the and uh, Caruso had sixteen off the bench for them. And, and look, like I said before, I mean, the you know Luca was actually saying some really you know positive and just you know very. Know, very complimentary you know, of the bull. So I, I think that's, you know, definitely, you know, con- you, know you commend him mm-hmm. for, for those comments, but yeah, I mean, they kind of locked down you know, uh, Luca and the rest of those rest of the Mavs. And, and, and look, another really good team win. I mean, you know, Devontae Green had his struggles, you know, in the, on the field, but Vucevic, mm-hmm. you know, was just starting to get his groove. You know, he had 18 points and 10 <laughs> rebounds, you know, based some- on Made some some key uh, key uh, uh, stops there also two Caruso of course had six steals, and you know there's another great team win by a really solid Mavs team. You know of course that's going to be their 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 only visit to the UC, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to see them anymore this season, at least not here. But you know again a really solid team effort for the for the Bulls. You know they were able to kind of just you know made stops when they needed to, and they had a big enough lead where they didn't have to come from behind, which you know I appreciated that. So. You know, once they were in the kind of, you know, they kind of kept going and kind of like, you know, pulled away a little bit for them and they were able to hang on. So, and, and look, I, I think, like I said before, I think folks are starting to see that maybe the, this Bulls, is actually pretty good. You know, I know, you know, all have yeah. heard from, you know, folks say, well, DeRosa, where's he going to fit in, you know, the system? But, you know, I think he's fitting pretty well so far. And look, Zach's still only playing with one hand, still scoring, you know, 23 points. And, you know, like I said, Caruso has been sort of like the guy, and uh, there were some comments that came out that he you know, he was actually doing a, a Bulls podcast, and he said that you know he didn't you know he didn't want to leave the Lakers. You know that wasn't you know, that wasn't his first choice. So they actually made him an offer that was more than the Bulls offered. So the fact that you know they didn't really show any commitment to him, I think he's kind of showing you why. And I'm sure the Lakers would love to have to have him now. They're showing you how <laughs> much of an asset he that <laughs> said. Oh
0: yeah, yep. Yep, you got a couple of veteran point guards uh, sitting on the bench taking games off, but that's all another issue. We'll get to the Lakers in just a moment. You're listening to another hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports Live and they live in living color in Sports Zone Chicago. See Laquina here with you. If you want to make a comment or have a question for us uh, during any of uh, our topics on today's show, you do so about going to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook. Or sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you do something stupid or silly, Lakina will give you the boot. <laughs> and speaking, give speaking, give the uh, the opponents uh, the boot. Uh, Tony Bradley Jr. Um, Tony Bradley, uh, he struggled uh, uh, against Dallas uh, on Wednesday. Lakina, as I said, he was one of those guys I expected to step up. When uh, Patrick Williams went down, as we said before, the Bulls have a a problem with the interior uh, play, especially defensively after Vucevic. We know Vucevic is not... A defensive guy but after that uh, uh, it's a significant drop off and uh, as I read his stats to you he did a great job on Monday against Brooklyn but he was a no-show against Dallas hopefully he can pick it up as the Bulls start this West Coast road trip tonight Mm -hmm. in San Francisco against Golden State but as you mentioned Caruso he had 16 points off off the bench in the correction Alonzo Ball I said he had 10 plus assists he only had six assists but he he had six rebounds as well on seven to 10 shooting from three-point range Uh, Alonzo Ball uh, as I said before, he, he was uh, going underneath the, the borderline these last few few games, but he did pick it up Wednesday uh, against the Mavericks. DeRozan struggled 7-20 from the field for 17 points, but it was great to see Lonzo Ball pick up the slack because the Bulls' big three is Vucevic, DeRozan, and Levine, but it was Vucevic, Levine, and Lonzo Ball uh, this past Wednesday from your starting lineup against Dallas
1: and i think that's why you have all that depth there and that's mm-hmm. sort of like the key if you're still still you're trying to win a championship or at the very least trying to advance through the eastern conference i think you're going to have to have at least three or four guys that can kind of be you know pick up the slack if one guy has a bad game and the other the other guys can kind of pick up pick it up now as far as like you said with tony bradley jr he might be needed because you know as you guys you know, heard earlier if you guys haven't saw in the news yesterday it came out that you know vucevich the nikola vucevich tested positive for covid mm-hmm you know, he is vaccinated for anybody to ask. He's going to be gone for a couple of games at the very least, you know, the first couple of games of this West coast trip. And, you know, Bradley is going to be needed to kind of step up because he's sort of the, really the only other big guy that kind of, you know, be, be that sort of interior. So it's going to be tough against some of these teams. We'll see what happens with the Warriors tonight, but, you know, Bradley's going to have to step it up. And I'm sure, you know, once he's going to be in the lineup, he's going to have to, he's hopefully he'll be able to find his, his, uh, find his rhythm. And just, just as when you know, of course, of course, when Moose just starting to get his groove back, his shooting rhythm yeah. back, of course he gets hit with this news. So it's just, ugh, ah, darn you. Yeah. <laughs> darn <laughs> you COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, COVID still wreaking havoc. So I know it's not as bad as people want to make it out to be because of the vaccines are out, out out now, but COVID is still going to be a factor um, uh, throughout this season, so and people had to brace themselves for it. Uh, let, let's give a quick preview of tonight's game and, and an overall uh, overview of the road trip. Now, tonight's game against the Warriors kicks off, the, I believe, the six-game road trip for the Bulls on the mm-hmm. road. Uh, <laughs> yes. and, and like I said, it's at, it's on ESPN at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. For those of you locally here in Chicago, won't be seen on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, for those of you out there in the Bay Area, will be seen locally on NBC Sports Bay Area. But uh, for tonight's game on the injured list, Draymond Green, who injured his thigh in that win against Minnesota on Wednesday, he's day to day. So he's questionable for tonight's game, along with shooting guard Damian Lee. He's day to day with his injury. Of course, Nikolai Vucevic for the Bulls, he is out for tonight's game. Luka, you know, Steph Curry's playing at the MVP level as the Warriors had the best record in the NBA with ten of the with a ten and one record, and the Bulls coming in at eighty three. Uh, Likina, uh Steph Curry is playing at an MVP-type level. Andre Iguodala, you don't de- need to depend on him to carry the load like he did when they were winning championships six, seven years ago, but he's still a solid veteran for this young team. And also, too, Jordan Poole, as we talked about before the season started, he's going to be a key player, especially with Klay Thompson now. and He's going to be a big factor in tonight's ballgame as well. So you have to take uh, pay attention to those three players, in my opinion, for the Warriors as they go up against the Bulls tonight.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see who has the assignment. I'm sure, you know, rose is probably gonna take turns, you know. He and Zach Bow, I'm sure they're gonna be, you know, turn second. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Javante Green may have to, you know, have the uh the daunting task of having to slow down stuff. But, you know, okay. if you can kind of lock down, you know, pool and Iggy, I, I think they can kind of give themselves a chance. This could be one of those, like, hey, first 130, you know, wins perhaps. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's probably gonna be the thing that you know they might you know steal it for him, but you know, look, it could, this should be a good one tonight. I mean, it's going to be nationally televised, so you know, folks will finally get to see how good this Bulls team is. And, and I don't know if this is going to be a measuring stick game for for the uh, for the Bulls, but this could see like where they at against sort of these top tier teams. I mean, I don't think anybody expected the Warriors to be kind of like mm-hmm. have the best record in the league right now, but they do. We'll see if they can keep it up once you know Clay comes back. Where is he going to fit in? So, still a lot to be decided, and it should be a fun one tonight. And and look, I think this is going to be, you know, look, circuit strips are aren't usually kind to the Bulls, but, you know, if look, if they can finish off, you know, they have to play both the L.A. teams and they got to mm-hmm. play, uh, I believe they play, yeah they, yeah, they play the Clippers on Sunday. So that's, mm-hmm. good. again, that's going to be a pretty tough, tough task too because they had a big win last night. And, you know, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, look, if they can go like three and three, you know, you'll, you know four and two, you'll take it.
0: Yep. Yeah. And like I said, it's still going to be a, a very good game tonight, but I wish Vucevic was in there for us, for, for Chicago. <laughs> uh, yeah. he were, uh, the, the, another big punch scoring wise, like I said, Draymond Green is questionable on the other side for the Warriors, but uh, we'll see if he plays tonight, but uh, like I said, it should be an entertaining game. I want to see what DeRozan does. I, as I said before, he's the closer on this team
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and that's okay. It frees up Zach, it frees up Lonzo Ball. And frees up everybody else so the Bulls have options there I just want to see who's going to pick it up pick up the scoring low for Vucevic uh, it's going to have to be a team effort again Lonzo Balls had to pick it up Caruso is going to, have to c- continue to do it off the bench I O. owe I know Colby White is, is bound to return to the lineup soon mm-hmm. but the has picked it up the uh, these last two or three games so it's going to be a collective effort to pick up the scoring low in the absence of Vucevic
1: yeah, it should be a fun one. What what kind of caught your eye in the NBA this week?
0: Let's go to Wednesday's uh, action. Ah, uh, the Heat in the, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, I was, yes. I <laughs> was uh, privy enough to watch the uh, Lakers TV, spe- Spectrum Sportsnet. I know most mm-hmm. of the country outside of Miami and the Lakers uh, had the ESPN coverage. And uh, Russell Westbrook, I love him. And I I got the strategy, and this is during the fourth quarter when the game was tied. Why Mm -hmm. would you take a jump shot with two seconds to go? I I got the strategy of not not giving the the Miami Heat uh, the chance to win it in regulation, but to take a jump shot? No, drive the ball inside. That's what you do best and draw a foul. I know Anthony Davis nearly got the tip in to win it in regulation but to to potentially win in the regulation but uh, i didn't understand that there now give the miami heat credit they played a great game they should have won it but uh the lakers made a few big plays in overtime anthony davis had a good game uh like i said westbrook had a triple double almost had as many turnovers as he (laughs) did uh, assist but uh the lakers you would think you they could build off this win uh, uh, against Miami, you know they've been struggling uh, to start the year. Uh, of course, injuries have a lot to do with it, but uh, let's just see if they can uh, continue to um, build off of this and start playing some defense with some momentum. Because uh, uh, if they don't get it together soon, and of course LeBron James returns to the lineup, hopefully he misses Monday's game against the Bulls. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, regardless of that, if you, if you're a Lakers fan, hopefully this uh, this uh, that game on Wednesday can start you on the, uh, on a winning streak.
1: Yeah, and also too, League Monk, you know, had twenty-seven off the bench. Yes. So I think that that yes. helped. that definitely helped them in that uh, Lakers and that win. And uh, look, happy birthday to Russell Westbrook. He's just turned thirty-three today. So uh, mm-hmm. I, look, I, look, if he had made that shot, I think people would have been. You probably would have been saying something differently. I think I, I could kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I Understand the mindset of it, but you know, mm-hmm. if he had made, it, I think everybody would have been praising him for it. But since he did now, everybody's you know like you or making fun of him. But you <laughs> know, it, it is what it is. But yeah, that was a nice win for the Lakers. I know our girl Alana. Was not very happy with that uh, result, and I also uh, she probably was not happy with this result last night. Uh, Miami lost another close one to the Clippers. This is sort of definitely a back and forth game. I watched a little bit of this on NBA TV, and and look, you know, Paul George. I think, they, I think the Clippers are starting to find their rhythm a little bit. They had their struggles early in the season. You know, he had 27 points. Eric Bledsoe was actually actually looked good because remember he's got to pick up the slack with uh Kawhi still out. He mm-hmm. will he'll probably be out to like maybe February or January or February. So. Yeah, you know, that was a you know a big you know gift from twenty one points. Also, too Reggie Jackson had twenty two. So yeah, they're starting to kind of they're seven to four now as of this recording. The the Clippers are so they're starting to kind of find their stuff. So, you know they're starting to find their their rhythm a little bit. So you know they they play the Bulls on Sunday, so that should be a fun one uh, this week. Uh, well, what was another game that kind of caught my attention? Of course, you know the match the matchup that a lot of people had circled, and it was probably the only time I'm probably going to see <laughs> these two teams play uh, the paddle of the rookies, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. Cade actually, Cade's team, you know, uh, Detroit had the better of Jalon, J- Jalen Green's team. You know, uh, it was actually, it will been a pretty good game. It's, you know, a battle between these two, these two teams. It was green to actually score more points, but, you know, the Pistons actually ended up winning that game. So that was a nice to see, you know, the top two picks, you know, we'll probably see more of this, you know, this season, but the uh, Cunningham had 20 points. Jeremy Grant 35 for the Pistons lead the way there for, in that win. So that was another good thing I saw this week. What else kind of caught your attention?
0: Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers as expected, they have lost the last three games. Uh, they lost to the Knicks on, on Monday. They lost to Milwaukee on Tuesday. And then of course they lost to Toronto last night. So Hopefully Joel B is recovering from COVID uh, fine and he can get back in the lineup uh, very soon. Uh, Philadelphia, I, s- I still believe it's going to be a very good team, but they need the big guy in there healthy and strong because uh, if he's not in there, they're a totally different team. Of course, Ben Simmons is now saying that uh, they're trying to keep him away from playing. We know, yeah. we all know that they're trying to trade him. Yes. Uh, when when that happens, that's all I need to hear about Ben Simmons when that trade finally happens. That's all I need to hear from him unless he's coming back to play to uh, keep cool and up his, his trade value. So I'll I'll leave that there. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, had had a good week, as I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, with, on the Philadelphia side, they defeated the uh, Philadelphia on the road on Tuesday, and then of course on Wednesday they nearly blew a twenty point lead as the New yeah. York Knicks came back, but. Milwaukee uh, hung on for a victory. Uh, Giannis is starting to come back into form. And also pay attention to Grayson Allen. He had a big game against the Knicks and also to Pat Connington. Both those guys were shooting big from the outside, especially in that fourth quarter to hold the Knicks at bay.
1: Yeah, that was actually a really a very entertaining game. And also too, you know, I know Bucks fans are still a little, you know, weary because you mm-hmm. know they have they've kind of had their struggles this, you know, this year so far. But again, you've had injuries and, and things. So I think you'll know, They'll get back into it. and you know, go. Don't worry too much about the Bucks right now. Also do Phoenix had a, Phoenix had a nice, um, mm-hmm. they had a nice week. You know, they beat the, you know, the, 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 the Kings, you know, on Monday, but then, you know, they actually had a big win on Wednesday against, you know, Portland. So, you know, Frank, Frank Kaminsky, you know, with 31 points. That's probably the most he scored in a while. <laughs> and look, I, I look, I, I think, look, I think, you know, they're they are seven to three, the Suns are, and they're kind of like starting to find their groove a little bit too. So. Hey, look, hey, I think, look, things are starting to kind of, you know, people need to kind of like, you know, sort of slow down. We're not even a month into the season yet, folks. So I think for folks who are already freaking out about some teams not having good starts or teams having better starts than usual, I think, you know, get back to us about this time next month and we'll see where everyone is. But, you know, let's just, you know, slow down here. Going into this weekend's
0: games, uh, we before you go into the weekend's games, Lakina. Uh, one more quick issue from the NBA this, um, this past Monday, of course, the different Nuggets defeated the Miami Heat 113 to 96. But uh, Nikolai Jokic was suspended for one oh, game for yeah. shoving Marquis Morris in the back. I thought that Morris should have been suspended too because he initiated the whole thing. He got fined, I know he was injured, but he only got fined. And Jokic was very lucky, I thought he was going to get two games. He Only got one game. I think the punishment was correct from the league, but I thought Marquis Morris should have been suspended too. For those of you who haven't seen, go on social media and find the video. Uh, it was, yeah, uh, it got very ugly, but it ceased very fast. Of yeah. course, uh, it, the stretch came out for Marquis Morris, he had to be carried off the floor, but uh, thank goodness it didn't get any uglier than that.
1: Yeah, Mark, yeah, uh, apparently, the, the, the uh, of course, uh, Marquis <laughs> just wrote a Marcus got into it with. You know, Nicola's brother, two brothers. So I think that was, mm-hmm. you know, that started a whole lot of mess. So uh, I'm, mean, everyone was making fun of, you know, the, the, the Heat Knicks, you know, in that playoff, game, <laughs> playoff game where, of course, you know, it was with Jeff Franken, it was, it was it had Alonzo mornings late. <laughs> oh, <him>
0: okay. <laughs> it was hey and Larry Johnson fighting. That was yeah. during the, um, game four in 1998. Yeah, At the, that time, yeah, the first round series, the best of five. Yes. I remember watching that. I can remember, I can remember my, my late mother to this day. Who the hell is that on that floor? It was Jeff Van Gundy. Too bad social media was wasn't out bad there, because that would definitely oh, yeah. be a meme. <laughs> no, I'll say that that Jeff like Van Gun forever. <laughs> yeah, that, that,
1: that like, yeah, that thing with Morris and Joe, and Jokic. I mean, that, that was penis. Yep. That's that's nothing, but uh <laughs> so right, uh, right, right. That that sealed that up. But, yeah, going to this week- Gunny, hold on! Oh, Lord, okay. Uh, going to this weekend's games, you got uh New York and Charlotte. That should be a fun one. And the first of the ESPN Friday Night Double Header tonight, you got Milwaukee and Boston, of course. You remember Jalen Brown's still out, so that should be just a uh, fun one. Uh, Memphis, uh, yeah, Memphis hosting Phoenix at 7 o'clock. That should be a good one. Uh, let's see. Dallas San Antonio, always fun with those two uh, play. Uh, Atlanta and Denver at 8 o'clock, of course. the Yeah, Hawks are
0: struggling on their West yeah. Coast road trip.
1: Yeah, and I know. you know. It's hopefully the Bulls, You know they're starting their West Coast road trip. Hopefully they'll have better luck. Of course, 9 o'clock game, also to Minnesota and the Lakers, the nightcap at
0: 9.30. Let's go into tomorrow's action, which is Saturday on the NBA TV game for the afternoon. will be the Miami Heat at the Utah Jazz. At 6 p.m. we'll have uh, Philadelphia at Indiana. I don't know if MB, I doubt MB will be mm-hmm. back by then. Uh, the Wizards who beat Cleveland the other night, they'll host the Orlando Magic at 6 p.m. And the nightcap on NBA TV will have the Celtics at the Cleveland Cavaliers. As I mentioned, Cleveland is off to a surprising start. They lost a heartbreaker to Washington the other night on the home floor, of course. Wrapping up the Saturday night schedule at 9.30 p.m. will be Minnesota at the Clippers.
1: Going to Sunday, uh, San Antonio and Los Angeles in a very... Early matchup at 2.30 on Sunday, uh, Milwaukee and Atlanta. They'll be finally – I'm sure they'll be glad to be back at home. Atlanta is after a disastrous mm-hmm. – The West rematch of last year's
0: Eastern Conference Finals.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Golden State and Charlotte at 6 o'clock. Uh, Brooklyn OKC, OKC. Uh, Portland and Denver. That should be a for one that's a big for Portland, too, because they've lost their last couple of games. So yeah. I'm sure they're dying to get back on track. Also, too, of course, the Bulls and the Clippers.
0: Oh, uh, going back to the Nets-Thunder game for Sunday. You think it'll be any cupcakes thrown at Durant?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! I I, I, hope, I I hope not. But yeah, that's a, a fun one. I'm sure uh, Brooklyn's gonna want their uh, revenge, no, no doubt about it. Okay, so that is your NBA. <laughs> no, but but look, they they love their OKC, so I, I don't think they're gonna be there. Should be a pick problem there but uh those are mb. that's your nba for this weekend and uh don't worry folks i know we're, we're past the break i know i know we're gonna, gonna take a <laughs> break right now um we're gonna talk about you know some college football you know some big A's coming up at week 11 of course you know the playoffs you know still you know a lot to be decided there also some college hoops um so i know there's some big matches matches coming up this weekend so along with Cindy brown i'm lakina mcgee the second city sports on sports on chicago and we'll talk to you in a bit
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week
4: one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be, we're going to say that three years from now, but at the same point in time for him, um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this, which is good too. Like, that's what we want. We want that to happen.
3: Download the free score app, lightning fast updates so you never miss a thing. It's why the score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders, dance the sports flash on the sport zone, Chicago.
2: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply.
0: Welcome back to Hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports SportsZone Chicago. We're live and living colors. color. Sid Lakina here with you right here on Sports Zone, Chicago. Lakina, let's pick it up with uh, college football before we preview uh, some of the big games for tomorrow. Let's send our congratulations to the Northern Illinois Huskies. They are now 73 with the, after a 30-29 win over the uh, over the Ball State Cardinals. John Richardson kicked a 32-yard field goal as time expired in Northern Illinois uh, with the win in DeKalb on Wednesday night. In a game, that saw three lead changes in the final two-plus minutes. Laquina, as we said before, uh, uh, northern illinois with their 73 mark should be in the driver's seat to participate in the mac championship game i believe it's still being played in detroit
1: yes and uh okay. yeah they needed that uh needed that one to kind of keep up with it but it, sh- it should like i said before the next couple of weeks are you know is pivotal for them because i you know they're sort of like still kind of like right there in the middle of it they're they're in the mac west so they're five and one and mm-hmm. i believe you know as like at their schedule of were you yeah they got buffalo and the western michigan chippewas so that could you know that could probably be sort of like the 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 catalyst mm-hmm. for who will end up uh, winning winning that mac west division so still a lot for them to be decided central michigan chippewas i should say who they've already beaten i believe so mm-hmm. you know they had a they have a pretty you know they, they play buffalo next week and then they have the western michigan broncos after that so you know, they, as long as they don't mess up in those last mm-hmm. two games, they should be able to get into the championship. Now let's get into the, of course, you know, the, the top, the, the, the big sort of like the big kind of like move in the college football playoff, which I still say is a little bit absurd, but that's another, that's another thing, but uh, still, you know, Alabama, uh, Georgia and Alabama are your top two still. And, mm-hmm. At this point of the season, like I said before, it's all going to get sorted. I know people are already mad that you know, Michigan's ahead of Michigan State and you know, blah blah blah, Notre
0: Dame, State. yeah, Oregon, yeah. Ohio yeah. State. Where are they? Yeah, like yeah. you say, it's going to change. Yeah, yeah, it's so let's not, let's not even worry year. about
1: that. Yeah, so let's not even yeah. worry about that at this point. I know Oklahoma, you know, they didn't play this week, so last week, I should say, so they're still at eight. I know all you fans are so upset about that. Blah blah, blah, but yeah, well, let's 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 wait till it, it all sorts itself out. So don't. Don't worry about it, but uh, okay. What are your key gains for, you know, today going into, you know, tomorrow?
0: Uh, one game to report that that is postponed for tomorrow. We don't know if uh, if there's going to be a makeup date. We assume it will be that comes from the Pac-12. USC we're supposed to take on the University of California tomorrow, but that's being postponed due to COVID issues. And so, we'll, we'll if we have any announcement on when that game is going to be rescheduled, we'll pass that along too. Before we check up out of here. But from Thursday, uh, the, uh, the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, Pitt number 21 ranked in the country. They got by North Carolina 30 to 23 in overtime. Pitt's still trying to hang on to get a decent bowl bid. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, happens with that. And so uh, that, that was one game I found interesting. Now tonight you have uh, number five Cincinnati. They're undefeated at 9-0. You know, they're traveling to South Florida uh, to take on the Bulls. Uh, Cincinnati is favored by 23 and a half. It should be no problem for Cincinnati, should it? As we say, we they should be. We expect them to go undefeated.
1: Yeah, it's all about style points at at, at in this mm-hmm. juncture for them. And as far as that Cal, uh, USC Cal game that's supposed to be postponed, I believe mm-hmm. they scheduled it for December fourth. Okay, they're having yeah. yeah, they're having issues with uh with Cal. Cal's having issues with uh COVID, so a lot of their their guys are you know quarantining and mm-hmm. contact tracing. So, uh, yeah, that that's the that's just the story there with that one that game that'll be made up. Uh. You know, the big noon Saturday game here, you got Michigan and, oh no, that's actually the eight, yeah, that's uh, Oklahoma and Baylor. Mm -hmm. You know, that should be a fun one, you know, on Fox, Uh, Oklahoma, I think they took a, they were able they got the week off, you know, hopefully they can get their defense, you know, back into it. So, you know, it was always fun when these two teams play each other. I know Baylor is smarting and they need to keep Mm -hmm. winning or to stay sort of like right in the cusp in the the, the big 12 of their championship game. So should be a fun one there on Fox Mm -hmm. in Waco. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, Oklahoma's fi- favorite by five and a half. I think they'll cover that easily. They should win this by at least seven to ten points. I expect offense, especially for Oklahoma, as you mentioned, with the week off. And their quarterback is one of the uh, leaning candidates for for the Heisman. The so Williams, yeah. I, yeah, so I expect them to have a great game. So I'm looking for, uh, to, forward to that one. Oklahoma should win that one. Uh, speaking of the other game, that's on ABC at the same time at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Number six, Michigan, traveling to Happy Valley to... Face the Penn State Nittany Lions. Yes, I said it worse first the uh, without stumbling. So the Nittany Lions, uh, they are 6-3. and three. This is a bigger game for them because you don't want to drop to 6-4 if you're the Nittany, Nittany Lions. And for Michigan State, uh, they got that bad taste out of their mouth last week. Uh, this week is going to be another big test, a uh, conference game on the road.
1: Yeah, it should be a fun one between these two. And there's still a lot to be out in the Big Ten East. So yeah, let, let's hope that, you know, look, both teams, I know Michigan still feel like they still have a shot to to win the division. So they got to keep winning. They got to hope Michigan State loses one of their next few games. And we'll get to them in a second. But <laughs> yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, Mississippi State and Auburn on ESPN. That's 11 a.m. That's bigger be. game
0: for the Auburn Tigers, especially yeah, after they we keep- them last week. Yeah, they oh gotta keep God. up in the
1: SEC West. Yeah. So they they definitely need this win. Uh Northwestern is at Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin lost one of their running backs for the year. So I'm not saying that Northwestern has a you know they have a shot, but I don't know they'll they'll, they'll pull off the upset. But <laughs>
0: you just read my mind. Do they have a shot? Do they?
1: Well, well, well look at Wisconsin, you okay. know, I think they're still there's they're in the driver's seat in the big in the Big Ten West. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you know, that might be especially I know when they're running but they're when the running backs is out for the year, but you know, again, it's usually fun when these two teams play each other, so that should be a a fun one. Uh, let's see, Utah, Utah and Arizona shouldn't. Arizona, Utah shouldn't have any trouble with that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia and Tennessee. That's a two. That's a two three game on CBS. So, you think Tennessee has a shot?
0: I know they're at home. I know Georgia's favored by twenty, but <laughs> no, no, I expect Georgia to win that one. That's uh, that's That's, that's not a. Um... A far cry, but uh, will they cover the 20 points? I I, I think barely they will. Barely mm-hmm. they will. On 2.30, on ABC at 2.30, we'll have number 19 Purdue, the Boylan Migos, will travel to the Horseshoe to battle the number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, this is going to be fun. I think it's going to come down to the run game for both teams. Yeah. And who's going to uh, get that key turnover down the stretch, assuming this game is close, which I expect it to be.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Purdue kind of, can they do it? Can they be spoiler makers as, uh, as Mel Tucker calling, spoiling their uh, undefeated seasons parties, undefeated season uh, last week? I mean, it, that they have a shot. I mean, look, Ohio State didn't look that impressive against Nebraska. Let, let's be honest. You know, you know, that
0: this, this is not the same Ohio State team from even last year, even though they were dealing with COVID issues and all that. This is not the same Ohio State team for the last four or five years. You can stretch it out even longer. But as far as recent history, yeah, this is not the same dominant Ohio State team. I think Purdue will give them some trouble. But uh, it, I wouldn't be shocked if they came out of there with a win. I think most people would. But I wouldn't be shocked. Especially the way Ohio State's playing. I know Ohio State is favored by twenty one points, but I think Purdue could cover that one. At least cover it. Yeah.
1: Weather could be a factor there too, I think, there's a lot of wind. That's yeah. they're, they're getting the weather they we're getting right now, a little bit of snow. So that might be a problem. But again, we'll see. Another another big Big Ten uh matchup that could, you know, kind of decide sort of the shift in the the, the Big Ten West. Uh Minnesota. You know, they're gonna they lost to Illinois. So like, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm sure they're not gonna be in a very good mood, you know, playing at Iowa over at Kinnick Stadium. That's the two that's two thirty on the Big Ten network. Too so bad that guys... game
0: wasn't on ABC, yeah, it wasn't on I know. Ohio State.
1: I know, or even ESPN. So but mm-hmm. but I guess the way how the uh that the TV contracts work, it's, it's, it's very complicated, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, that should be, that's a big one there. Uh, UTSA, the Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, beep, beep, should have no trouble with Southern Miss though. They're, they're only, they're like one in eight or something like that. So they should be able to keep up their undefeated season.
0: Uh, at two 30 on ESPN, we'll have the, the U University of Miami. They check in that five before it RxD. looks like they found their quarterback. They'll yeah. travel to uh, Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles. They're checking in at 3 and 6. Remember they came back when we were growing up, this to be the game? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. ABC, <sighs> like anymore. at 11 a.m. Yeah, ABC yep. at 11 a.m. Uh, yes. Uh yeah, about this time of year. Uh, you will love it when these two teams play Rock, you, wide
0: both. right or wide left,
1: <laughs> or like you know, yeah, or you know, game winning touchdowns. You know, of course, Jeremy mm-hmm. Shock with a game winning touchdown there you know, back in the early two thousands. But yeah, ugh, ugh, yeah, how were, were
0: the days, man. Woo.
1: Good times, right? Uh, but one, but one, uh, one ACC uh, uh matchup that you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll, I'll keep an eye on this game, of course. Uh, Maryland and uh, Michigan State. You think Michigan State's not going to be in a very good mood? They're going to take it out on poor Maryland?
0: They should, and I believe they will. They're favored by 12 points, and they should cover that one easily and win big. Like you said, Mel Tucker, he'll have his team focus at the uh, loser to Purdue.
1: All right. The SEC at six o'clock at ESPN, you got Texas A&M and Ole Miss should be a fun one between those two.
0: Yeah. Both of them checking in at seven and two Texas A&M favorite by two and a half. They're a two and a half road favorite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Should be a, should be fun down there in Oxford. Uh, Okay, FS1, the Pac 12 here. You know, the uh, fighting Herm Edwards, Arizona State, and Washington. A lot of upheaval in Washington. We won't, we won't rehash it, but who is your <laughs> friend, folks? But uh, yeah. yeah, that should be, yeah, still a lot to be decided there in the Pac 12 South. So if you're Arizona State, you got to win the remaining games.
0: At 6.30 p.m. on ABC, the Saturday night primetime game of the week, the number nine-ranked Notre Dame fighting the Irish Laquina's favorite team for 2021 Well, travel to Virginia to take on the Cavaliers. They check in at 6-3. That's ACC action. I think Notre Dame shouldn't have any problems. I think it will be a close game. I know they favored by 5.5, but Notre Dame should come out of this one with a win.
1: Well, Virginia is 6-3, so you never know, but mm-hmm. uh, I know – that's that's like the tr- the trendy upset pick, but yeah, I'm not saying anything about it. You know, but it'll, they, if they do, <laughs> look, if they do look, if they do lose, then hey, look good for the Cavs, good for <laughs> good for, yeah, the be great for you. And me too, I told, but yeah, you, I told you they overrated. I would never, I would never say that. Not not, not loud. allowed. Anyway, right. But, I mean, the one ACC game that, that is important, you know, the NC State and Wake Forest. You know, Wake Forest mm-hmm. got their first loss this season thanks to North Carolina. So. If you have the ACC network, I'm surprised it's not on, on, the, on the bigger stage, but, you know, it is what it is. But that should be a fun one. Lots to be aside the ACC uh, Coastal Division. So in the Atlantic, I should say, in the Atlantic Division. So uh, could be this could be sort of like who kind of like controls their own destiny there. So this, this could be for the division. So if you have the ACC network, make sure you guys check that out.
0: At the same time at six thirty on the SEC network, we have number twenty-five, the Arkansas Razorbacks. They'll travel to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to take on the LSU Tigers. They're four and five. The Ed Orgeron finale tour continues. Can LSU muster up a fight and get back to five hundred? I don't know.
1: We'll see. Um, um, in the big in the Big Twelve, we got uh, TCU at Oklahoma State. That's the seven o'clock game on Fox. So you know, Oklahoma State, you know that they're got back on track. Hopefully, they can keep winning their games. You know they've they play Oklahoma in a, in a couple of weeks for the annual Bedlam series, so it should be it should be a fun one there. Hopefully, they can kind of you know keep it going, and uh you know it could be the battle for the Big Twelve uh, regular season title. A uh, big one here in, uh, on ESPN in the late games at nine thirty. Oregon hosts Washington State. Washington State can run the ball; their defense is actually pretty solid. So this could be you know they're five and four. So I'm not gonna say you- Oregon should be on upset alert, but mm-hmm. You know, don't look back to look past wazoo
0: at 9 30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network of course Laquina loves her West Coast football number 22 the San Diego State Aztecs will host Nevada the Nevada Wolfpack uh, San Diego State are favored by three points Nevada 7-2 San Diego State 8-1 eight eight
1: yeah they've got guys that can run the ball down over in Reno so this could be another one of those you know like you know kind of down to the wire games and look San Diego State needs to keep winning to, uh, to keep up their division, the Mountain West, so they can't afford to lose this one. It should be a fun one there on. If you guys got see this CBS Sports Network, check out some Mountain West football.
0: And speaking of West Coast football, on the Pat 12 Network at 8 p.m., we have the Colorado Buffaloes at 3 and 6. They're, they'll travel to Los Angeles to take on the 5 and 4 UCLA Bruins. The Bruins are favored by 17 and a half points. Chip Kelly should win this one easily to give people all this back. Should he, uh, They should it should be winning this way easily, should they? All right, let's hope. You hope so. You <laughs> hope
5: so,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, you hope so. I mean, you, you hope that they can, you know, muster up and win. They got to finish strong. I know their quarterbacks, you know, is a little bit banged up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope that maybe they can, you know, get back on track, you know, at least go to a mm-hmm. decent bowl game. But, uh, yeah, we'll see.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday Live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. If you have a question or comment? You can go to uh, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Uh, type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have Mark Grady from 670 Score and WBBM. He's the Chicago Bears sideline reporter. He's going to hop on with us to talk Bears. They're on their bye week this week, and We'll get the pulse of the team and get some uh, insider scoop from Mr. Grote. Lakina, before we move on to college basketball, uh, who's your top three candidates for the highest Trophy right now?
1: I definitely think that Caleb Williams, I think is definitely kind of like, you know, came in like very early and like a little later in the season than the usual. <laughs> but I think he's definitely, you know, showing you that he's not, intimidated by the big stage so mm-hmm. i think he's one of the front runners um let's see who else I, I know bryce young i know a lot of people are high on him from alabama I, I, like i think he probably could have a good shot this is his first year starting so this should be uh you know that should be interesting you know too you know if he keeps winning uh Pickett he pick it from Pitts. i mean look he's mm-hmm. broken records that have been around for like 20 30 40 years he broke uh uh, I think I have it right here. He brought Andy Alex Van Pelt's, uh, record for most career passing yards at Pitts, you know, for 3,300, that, that, that records, you know, he had that record since like the, the early nineties. <laughs> so he's bringing records all over the place. So that's another guy that's definitely, uh, getting some, uh, looks, uh, CJ Stroud, another, uh, quarterback, this one from, uh, of course from Ohio state, you know, he's another guy that's being, you know, floated around perhaps as maybe a guy that could, you know, definitely win the Heisman. Yeah, so all so these names could change. I guess though probably the one guy that might that that might the one non QB, if you can, if you believe it, uh Travion Henderson for Ohio State. Uh You know his odds are a little bit, you know, thirty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Also, Kenny Kenny Walker Jr. Kenny Walker the third, I should say. I mean, he didn't. Had a, still had a really good outing, despite you know uh, the Spartans lose to Purdue. He's another name being He was around, my so. guy.
0: I said like, no one's talking yeah. about him too much. He was a a key factor in that win against Michigan a couple w- weeks ago in that comeback victory. Uh, he may say Spurrier offense going. In my opinion, he's definitely going to play on Sundays. I, I forgot he's a junior, so I don't know if he's yes. going to come out this year or not. But if he does, a, there should be a lot of NFL teams that should be scouting him. Everybody uh, thinks that the running back position is no longer valid in the NFL. No way.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So those are definitely names to look out for now. Um, Yeah. You know, let's go to the hardwoods, and I know you're. I know you're not into college hoops just yet. And look, you're not. That's okay. You know, you're not the <laughs> only. I wait till gonna- the,
0: I wait till December when the bigger matchups come up.
1: Oh well. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm
0: being, honest, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I'm being.
1: All right. Fine. But uh, look. I mean, you know, Tuesday. Look, Kansas had a really uh, nice win against Michigan State. Um. You know, by 13 points. Yeah, you know, that's the, the 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 basketball class of, of uh MSG. So the Kansas looked really good. Uh Duke, uh you know, of course, Coach K's final season, the Coach K uh farewell tour. I know he he hates that, but <laughs> that's basically what it is. They had a nice win against Kentucky. Uh you know, Jacob Grand Grandison, you know, who's one of the top recruits, of course. You know, he got twenty points uh, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, that, that was oh, – Trevor Keel, I should say. You know, had, he had 25 points for Duke. So, mm-hmm. that's – yeah, that that looked uh, – look, I, I think that – look, I know you're nice, guys, not in the college hoops mode. And, and, like, I understand it. I get it. But there's a big matchup tomorrow that I want you guys to to tune in for. And it's going to be on ESPN. It is a top 10 matchup, if I can find the darn thing. I see it
0: on ESPN2 tomorrow night, 9.30. Uh, yep. Texas versus Gonzaga. I know pe- a lot of people have Gonzaga winning the title this year. I know they came up short last year, even though they got dominated by Baylor in the title game. You think Mark Few, and that's the second time under his tenure that the that the um, the Bulldogs got to a final four, got to the championship game, and, uh, mm-hmm. and then they came up short. Uh, maybe third time's the charm this year. Yeah, they're He's like I was, like, oh, was like, yeah. wonder if just like anybody else.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I look, I know, you know Jacob Temmy still is back there. He's still doing uh doing his thing there. Um but yeah, look, I think that should be a fun there. also to remember Chris Beer now is over there at Texas mm-hmm. now. So you know, he's gotten some of the bigger recruits. He actually had the crowd storm the court down in Austin for his first win. He actually invited them to come down. I know people thought that was weird, but he actually invited the students to come down. So I thought that was pretty cool. But another Places matchup. Organized. yeah, of course, yeah, of course, another organized course storming. Come on, now. <laughs> you got to have it. But I'll uh, also do one more matchup other than that one. That's a a ten thirty uh, matchup. I know it's a little bit late, <laughs> but uh, at Polly, but. Villanova and UCLA, of course. You know Johnny Juzang for UCLA, also two. Colin Gillespie from uh, Villanova. Uh, you know that should be a uh, that should be a lot of fun there. So I know you probably won't stay up for that one because I know you're not ready. You're not in that mode yet. But that should be a really fun one. UCLA has everybody back from last year's Final Four team. Mm-hmm. A lot is expected of them. You know Villanova. You know as you know they showed their their strides. You know had some injuries last year. Everybody's back, so this should be. Could this could be a, a preview for the Final Four, maybe. Who knows? But, you know, um, look, there should be a fun one there. So that's an ESPN2 game.
0: Bringing it back locally, the number 11 ranked uh the Illinois Final Line. And they'll host Arkansas State tonight at 8 p.m. Down there in Champaign, Illinois' is favored by 15 and a half. I'm, I think this would be the second of three games to that- uh, Kofi Coburn will serve for his suspension. Uh, that's yes. so silly. We, we won't get into, we it get into it. The, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the line, I should be tuning on. that's at 8 PM tonight and at 7 PM on ESPN plus we'll have 15 ranked, the Houston Cougars will host rice. Of course, yes. Houston was in the final four last year.
1: I know. Yeah, I know. Houston had a tough one. They had to uh, <laughs> had to grind out against one of the uh, the directional schools. But look, you're looking look you're looking at these directional schools. You know, I think you see Riverside just upset Arizona State last night on a half court mm-hmm. shot. There have been a couple other upsets too. I think. Look, these schools are realizing that. Look, we don't just want the the six figures or seven figures. We feel like that we can beat some of these teams, and yeah. they've done that. So, you know, cool to a lot of those teams that have done that. There have been like about a dozen that's uh, similar to those type of results so these first few days of college hoop season, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. kid, Don't take these teams lightly, all your top teams.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't take them lightly because especially now with this new NIL rule, if, if a certain yeah. player doesn't get uh, uh, much play until they think they're entitled to, they can hop to another school and play right away. So sitting down the year, I told you, I thought that rule was always silly. Yeah. And so I'm glad they changed that. A coach can uh, go to, coach a different school the following year but yep. immediately but the player that wanted to follow that coach couldn't do it they had to sit out a year which made no sense to me but that's a whole nother issue but mm-hmm. you know some things are changing in college football so now i i, I i'm glad some of that stuff is, uh, is getting revised and uh, turned around and, and going back to uh the local action tonight at 6 p.m uh the indiana hoosiers will host the northern illinois husky huskies uh, both teams are one and 0.
2: It's been and, a while
0: since Indiana's been good. Yeah,
1: hopefully Mike Woodson, you know that's his school, so mm-hmm. hopefully you know, of course, you know played there in the, the, the late, the early '80s. So uh, hopefully he can, you know, get turn that around. Also, that Villanova uh, UC, UCLA game is tonight. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, look if, if you're take a break from the Bulls, the Warriors game, you can watch, go to ESPN two and watch uh, Villanova UCLA. So that should be a fun one.
0: Yep, uh, a couple other um, highlight games uh, for locally in college basketball tonight. Uh, at seven PM Northwestern will host High Point. Northwest is favored by nineteen points. Chris Collin, um, Doug Collins, um the Collins' son. He's I can't believe he's in his eight year coaching Northwestern. They need they need to turn that around. Uh Southern Illinois, the Salukis, uh they're on one on the young season, but they'll host Austin P, who's one and tonight down there in Carbondale. SIU is favored by thirteen and a half.
1: Hopefully, and- yeah. But yeah, they lost a tough one uh, in their first game, mm-hmm. so uh, hopefully they'll be able to turn around because a lot of expected of them this year in the match. In the, the battle Valley. of
0: Wisconsin, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers at 1-0, and they'll host Green Bay, who's 0-1, Wisconsin's favorite, by 21
1: yeah, uh, Loyola. They believe they won their first game with uh, Drew Valentine. Uh, yeah,
0: congrats to him. <laughs>
1: Denzel's uh, older brother. So, uh, I believe their next game is not till yeah till tomorrow. They play Florida Gulf Coast <laughs> on ESPN three at one o'clock. So make sure you all, you Loyola fans, you know support him and the the rest of the the Ramblers as they you know they hammered Coppin State on Tuesday, one o three forty five. You know, not a bad way to. Get his first win as head coach, so uh, yeah, should be yeah. So uh, so all, look, I know some of you are not into the college who season just yet, but keep an eye on it though too, especially once in December once conference play starts. You know, and I get mm-hmm. to know some of the players too in the teams, and we'll talk more about it, you know, as we go along in the season.
0: All right, hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead. As you're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday live in Eleven Color, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Up next is Mark Grody, Chicago Bears sideline reporter from WBBM and weekend and filling host at Six Seven to Score WSCR in Chicago. He's going to hop on with us to review the Bears' first half of the season because they're on bye this week, and we got a lot to digest and dissect. You're listening to Sports Zone mm-hmm. Chicago.
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9 1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9 0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41 15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19
4: for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing um are there some things that he can get better at yeah for sure that that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen
3: download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the
5: Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
6: It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working.
5: We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on
4: everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage.
5: Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section.
2: Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar
0: Welcome back to hour number two on the hashtag Football Friday on Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Akina mm-hmm. McGee, I am Sidney Brown. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. SIDKID80.
1: You follow me at Akina McGee on the Twitter and Akina McGee on the IG.
0: If you want to make a comment or have a question for us uh, during the, any of our topics of today's show, uh, you can go to Sports On Chicago on Facebook or Sports On Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up and running for you. But if you do the opposite, you try to be stupid, Lakina will give you the boot.
1: Bye bye.
0: <laughs> and speaking of giving folks the boot, uh, as we wait for our guest, Mark Grody from 6-7 to score and WBBM to hop mm-hmm. on with us. Lakina, this is our. Uh, we had to talk about this game just for a, a minute or so. The Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Bears on Monday. Of course, Cairo Santos um, um, miss, missed that field goal at the end, a 65 plus yarder. It wasn't even close when you looked at the replay. I thought the Bears played hard. As I said, Lakina, doing our preview on, mon- on Monday's episode. Uh, The Bears had to get home on Roethlisberger. They did four times, but you still couldn't win the game. It it, it was just mind-boggling to me. Of course, Justin Fields had his best game to date of the season. This is back-to-back games that Justin Fields has uh, put on a good performance. It's all about him now, and I think he's going to get better. The question is, um, will the talent get better around him? Now, uh, the running game wasn't as dominant as we expected. Uh, as we've seen early in the season, but it was effective enough. And I, and I think that all that has to come into play uh, for the Bears if, if Justin Fields uh, had, wants to be success, successful in, in this league.
1: Yeah, he looked really good, I have to say. I mean, you know, we all look, we don't know. He's used to playing big games. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's not, you know, the spotlight didn't, you know, wasn't too much for him playing on the Monday night, you know, having a stage to himself. He looked really good. He was sacked three times. So that's still, you know, again, something that you have to, you know, um, have to you know he has to adjust to that but but look I know look, I know there have been there were some bad calls and I know there were some you know there were some you know silly penalties you know and things like that but the fact that they were close to winning it I think that should they should be commended for that performance but uh yeah that that's I think you know you, you kind of have to you know you, you got to feel be pretty good if you're embarrassed man look they're three and six but to me Justin Fields' development is sort of like the key here.
0: And also, too, uh, just one more uh, note about the about the game last Monday. You have 12 penalties for uh, 112 yards. It's not too many games in this league that you're going to win uh, when you have that many penalties for that, that many yards. That, that's that's uh, being undisciplined. Yes, uh, a lot of it has to go to the coaches that but uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, it has to come down to the players because those are mental mistakes. You have to know better than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, they had offsides penalties, you know, um, it's just, you know, offsides and there were a couple of neutral zone infractions too. So it's, you just, yeah. I I mean the fact that I know people want to blame it all on the officials and look Tony currency, you know, he's a veteran official. So you think he would know better with some of these calls, but you know, still, you still had a shot to win the game. So I, I think you feel like it's a, it's it, uh, yeah i know we had a bi- yeah, i know i uh, know yeah. our, uh, buddy Armando thought, okay we had a biased reference crew also i mean yeah That. that okay i'll say this i'll if you want to bring it down the percentage yeah, that that played like a little bit of a part but you know it's it is what it is
0: i think our guest is ready to join us looking and yes, why don't you bring him is. on
1: all right you, you saw you hear him on the sidelines on six seventy, this—I uh, mean, uh, well, on 670 seven to score. You can hear him. You doing Saturday Suckage. He also is very solid Reporting for <laughs> WBBM News Radio Seven A. Also, too, he hosts a great hosts a great podcast called Let Me Put a List Together. We'll talk a little bit more about that too. You know, a friend of the show. We've had him on for years. It's been a while since we had him on. We figured this would be the perfect time to bring him on. But at Mark Grody Sports on Twitter, he is the one, the only. Mark Grody. Mark, how are you?
7: I'm doing well, and I have to tell you how proud my parents are every time they hear somebody introduce me as Saturday Suckage. This is what, this is the, that's why they spent the money to send me to college so I can host a Saturday show called Saturday Suckage. How you guys doing?
0: We're, We're doing good. just fine.
1: We're doing good now. Uh, let's get right to it, uh, Marcus. we got a lot to talk uh, talk about here. Uh, Justin Fields' development has been, you know, this is the second straight game. He, you know, has been really good. He had 291 passing yards and a touchdown. What do you think is the key is for, you know, to finish strong for Justin, whether or not the Bears even make the playoffs or make it to 500 or whatever?
7: I think it's just, like, continuing to take those steps forward, give – Give us those wow moments or those moments where Justin Fields shows the coaching staff and whomever else he's trying to prove something to that he's he's got this and that everything that was said about him – when he was drafted and when he was in college for that matter, all translates to the NFL level and we're starting to see it. You know, I mean, it's, it's a fact. We've seen Justin Fields look bad this year and we've seen him look good this year. And that's really the the life of a rookie. But I think the key is we've also seen elite moments from Justin Fields. And those are the ones that I think that everybody is most attracted to. And those are the ones that I want to continue to see because we don't want Justin, nobody wants Justin Fields to come in and be okay and manageable, like in that quarterback hell sort of area of life that everybody wants him to be one thing and that's good or better than good. And uh, he has finally started to take some steps to, to that end. We've seen many moments for him in just about every single game that he's played, say for maybe the Cleveland game. And the hope is and the, the mystery is, is like, what, what, where does it go next? Where is it? by the end of the season after you walk out of the dome in Minnesota and the season is over, what do you have and, and the hope is is that you have a you know, not not a fully realized, developed quarterback, but one that you could see being good for years to come.
0: Let's focus in on the running game. Mark, of course, David Montgomery, after missing several weeks, uh, he returned uh, to action last Monday. He didn't get the yardage that we expected him to get. Of course, the Bears were still working him in slowly, but I thought he looked effective. Of course, Khalil Herbert uh, held down the fort. Uh, for the last month or so. He looked very good. Uh, Talk to us about, I I believe this could be the best running back tandem in the league. I know Damian Williams has had his issues with COVID and other various injuries Mm -hmm. that he's suffered so far this year, but it looks like David Montgomery could be, if not the best running back tandem in the league.
7: Yeah, it's crazy that we're saying things like that because of how bad the running game was as a whole, really, since Nagy got here and Jordan Howard and then him fading away and then David Montgomery coming in and everybody wondering, is David Montgomery any good? And then we finally saw Montgomery start to pick it up in the final six games of last year. We are like, okay, yes, he's good. And yes, the Bears know how to construct and block for a run game. And then unfortunately, you, you didn't want to see David Montgomery going down, but that may have been the only way that we could have seen just how good Khalil Herbert is And, you know, it wasn't just one game where he had a couple of nice moments. Like, you could watch Khalil Herbert and you could say, you could watch that guy. He's just a really smart running back who knows how to use blocking, Mm -hmm. knows how to escape when he doesn't have the blocking. He's just a really super smooth, intelligent player. Make no mistake about it, David Montgomery is the better running back in all facets of the game. But if you have somebody like that as a backup and a two-headed monster like that in some um series then yeah it's a really good thing and one and, and honestly man something i did not expect that we would be talking about this year
1: let's switch gears and talk about the defense yeah they, shown a few strides i mean robert quinn's actually showing that he is worth all that money they pay him uh yeah, yeah uh, roquan smith of course he's doing roquan smith things his price is, is going to go up you know exponentially eddie goldman you know has looked really good what's the sense with khalil matt because you know are are they kind of like at the point where they can be kind of like that defense to kind of keep the bears in games or are they kind of showing some like, okay, you know, these guys are getting a little bit older, but some are still productive more than others.
7: Yeah. It's like, you know, the only part you mentioned Roquan Smith and, To me, he's the only one doing superstar things for the Bears this year. Um, And it doesn't mean, and you're right, Robert Quinn has been good, especially relative to last year. He's been great. We've seen, you know, you asked specifically about Khalil Mack. Mac has, when he's been in there, he's actually having a really good year this year. He still doesn't look like the same dominant force that he was with the Bears in 2018, like where he's like unstoppable and teams have to stack up on him and ship him. Like teams aren't, yeah you aren't um, violating him as much as they, as they <laughs> used to. Um, so I think that, you know, I think Roquan is the only one that's truly consistently and health has a lot to do with it. Who has played up to like the the Bears' defensive standards this year? Um, you know, I've Hicks, Akeem Hicks has had some nice moments, but he's dealt with a groin injury as well. So it, it's it's that you know we talk so much about Justin Fields. That's also going to be a really fascinating thing to see is, is does Sean Desai get this defense playing at a consistent level? Again, they're not going to return the 2018 elite. It's really hard to be an elite defense in this version of the NFL. It's even hard to be a good defense. But can they, can they, can they get the Bears defense back to some sort of level where you feel comfortable with them, quite frankly? And right now they're kind of uncomfortable to watch.
0: Yeah. Mark Grody, Mark Grody's Chicago Bears sideline reporter for WBBM and fill-in and weekend host from 670 The Score in Chicago is joining us here on the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports live in the Living Color. Sid Lakina here with you. Mark, let's stay with that defense. Akeem Hicks, as you, you refer. Referred to 2018, that was the last time he was fully healthy. Him and Eddie Goldman were second quarterbacks, but I believe both of them were much were much better against the one. Uh, fast forward to three years later, Eddie Goldman still trying to find his way, even though he missed last year due to COVID concerns. But I want to focus on uh, Akeem Hicks. Uh, the last couple of years, he's been injured, only playing not, not even half seasons. I know he's a free agent at the end of the year. Is, a, is it a foregone conclusion that the Bears are going to move on from him, or do you think that Mr. Hicks has something left in the tank for the Bears this season.
7: Oh, I mean, I think he's definitely got something left in the tank. But to answer the other question, the one that you asked, yeah, it's I don't see a scenario where he is back next year with the Bears unless, unless it's one of those things where Akeem puts his foot in the waters for free agency and he doesn't get at all what he is looking for, kind of like a la Car- Carlos Rodon. And maybe the Bears set him up with a nice one-year incentive pack season, whether like an option for a second year or something like that. Another you know Mm -hmm. quote-unquote prove-it year. But my guess is going to be that Akeem Hicks, just based on the the non-talk that has gone on with Mm. with Akeem Hicks and Ryan Pace about anything substantial and extending his contract, my best guess is that he'll be playing with a different team next year.
1: What's his status with Tevin Jenkins? I mean, I you know, there he was seen, you know, making some you know light you know workouts or light contacts, you know, surgery and everything. Do you think he could be back next Sunday after the bye?
7: No, nah, I mean, that's about it, Lakina. Like I've, you know, watching Tevin Jenkins has been at practice for the Bears, but not a participant. You know, he's been around. He hangs out with the offensive line. He'll play the mock quarterback. So he'll take some uh, some hikes from whomever the center is during a, a particular practice, maybe do some light jogging or light movement. So the best I can do for you is that he is out there. I don't think he'll start practicing when the Bears return next week leading up to the Baltimore game, I don't think so, but there's been so little information coming out of Hallis Hall on what the recovery is and how how well he is doing and when he would return that it's impossible. So I say probably not next week, but I mean they're they're by putting him out there and letting him work with the team in small doses, it does seem to suggest that he will at least be back this
2: year. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: going back to the offense of course uh, Justin Fields as we referred to earlier he's had his best two games of the season these last two weeks but I noticed uh, something Mark I'm sure you noticed too being down on the sidelines uh, that week against San Francisco San, against San Francisco sorry uh, when hmm. Matt Nagy wasn't available due to uh, COVID uh, the Bears acted like the, the substitute teacher was there and the offense ran better but they just couldn't get over that hump against the 49ers uh, last week at Pittsburgh it, it looked like the same old thing over and over again. Over and over again outside of Justin Fields, uh, we know that with the fans, the temperature level is at a frustration high in terms of watching this offense. What's the temperature level at Hallis Hall as far as getting that offense uh, together?
7: Yeah, I mean, I think it's better. And I hate to use a phrase like this, but you're, we're kind of, in terms of the overall sculpture of the offense, it is what it is. You know, it, it's yeah. it's not something that you know. Justin Fields might be able to make more of what the offense is, but let's face it, it has not showed it's been better, but it has not <laughs> showed in general the explosiveness that it was supposed to show from day 1 in 2018. Now, what we have seen from Justin Fields is You know, in the last game, just to use the word I just used, explosive, he had seven explosive plays, pass plays of 15 yards or more. So we're starting to see it, but I think you're seeing talent sort of usurp or overcome system um, and maybe to another degree play calling. I think Bill Lazor is getting better and better at it. He's had good games and bad games, Mm -hmm. but I think that they are as a whole – the coaching staff is very so locked in on Justin Fields, which they should be. The coaching staff is now starting to figure things out simultaneously with Justin Fields figuring things out so it's everybody's getting to know everybody unfortunately it you know it's not the presto magic the way we all kind of wanted it to be where Justin Fields gets out there and the offense is great and it's like nothing you've ever seen with your Chicago Bears eyes but now at least we're starting to see some manifestation of it because the coaches are understanding where to put Justin Fields and what plays to call for him.
1: How's his, his chemistry, to piggyback off that, how's his chemistry with Allen Robinson? Because you can kind of tell that they're, you know, they're, you can tell that maybe they're not, I don't want to say they're not, like, uncomfortable with each other, but you kind of feel that like there's no, like, real connection there, or feels has more of a connection with Darnell Mooney. So what from what, what you see, what's there? I know they've, I'm I'm sure, you know, during the bi-week they're going to try to co- connect a little bit more and practice together a little bit more. So, but, but so far, what's that been like?
7: Yeah, in general, the connection has been poor um, the, for whatever reason. And we, we've all thrown out a million theories as to why, whether it's defenses using zone coverage and, you know, Allen Robinson thrives in man-to-man because, you know, any any top-notch receiver and man-to-man you throw him the ball and you take your chances on a 50-50 ball so i think that those I, i think there's a lot of really good theories in play um some of it is coaching too some of it is you know that he is not being targeted that he's not the main play that other players have been the main play for whatever reason however last week against pittsburgh again That that was another step forward for Justin Fields because he found Allen Robinson four times for sixty-eight yards, and a couple of those were big-time catches. Where and they were targeting him a lot more. You you saw in many in more cases in this game than I think in others where Allen Robinson was the number one read. That that was a play, and I think that some of it was the the Bears. They hear it, they know it, they they see what all of us see. And I think they made it a point in the Pittsburgh game to, you know, we're, we're if we're going to do one thing in this game, win or lose, you're, you're damn right. We're going to find a way for Justin Fields to get the football to to Justin Fields, or excuse me, to Allen Robinson to, to make this right. Because it's not right when a guy who gets, you know, who's basically good for a thousand yards every year of his career, when he is not getting targeted, he's not the football, and he's not a big, not getting into football is not a big part of your offense that that's that's like bad all around
0: mark Gordy from 670 to score in the chicago Bears. Soundly reported from wbbm is on the hashtag football friday edition of second city sports live in the living color right here on sports on chicago Sid lakina here with the mark let's stay with that offense once again uh, the tight ends cole Komet. i was uh High on him coming into the season, he's had a couple of good moments, but he's had a lot of uh, bad moments as well. Jimmy Graham, on the way he's been, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. can he make any sense out of the uh, lack of production from the tight end position?
7: Yeah, it's been it's been kind of wild throughout the year, and I, I will I will say this that even when Cole Komet had been targeted and prior to the Pittsburgh game, we'll talk about Pittsburgh in a second, <laughs> but there have been times where. Cole Komet was not making plays where he was targeted. A ball would be thrown to him and he's had a couple of drops. And, and I think that honestly, Cole Komet is still trying to prove himself in the NFL, trying to prove himself worthy of a second round pick. Um, But again, along comes the Pittsburgh game and there's Cole Komet making six grabs for 87 yards. Jimmy Graham in the Pittsburgh game made what Matt Nagy called a top three play in the NFL this year. That what was a 30 <laughs> yard plus play, the yeah. seam route play. It mm-hmm. was just a delicious throw and catch by Jimmy Graham. Um So a- again, I think that there was like Allen Robinson. I think that there was concerted effort to use the tight ends. And, and quite frankly, I could turn this into all the, of the receivers on the bears, because you look at it and I'm counting one, two, three, four, five different players, six different players who caught the football and made important plays in that Pittsburgh game. So on the overall, Justin Fields seems to have made up his mind to target these guys on big plays, as opposed to all of a sudden, like, Hey, where's Jimmy Graham been? Hey, where's Cole Komet been? Whatever happened to Allen Robinson? And there they all were. So I hope, that that continues because it's hugely important. It's a great question, Sid, because before the Pittsburgh game, you're like, what, what, you know, tight end supposed to be one of the most important parts of this offense. And it has been a problem again, since Nagy got here, save for, you know, a decent first year for Trey Burton in 2018.
1: Now, if you look at the rest of the schedule, you know, they got Baltimore next week. They're not going to be in a very good mood after that you know, that horrible performance last, uh, last night. And then they have you know, Detroit on Thanksgiving. Arizona, they host Arizona. They go at Green Bay. That's a Sunday nighter. They host Minnesota. That's a Monday nighter. They're at Seattle. They host New York. And they finish the, the season at, uh, at Minnesota. Do you think what's the mindset? Oh, I think we got into some technical difficulties with, uh, yeah, with we'll,
0: Mark we'll, yeah, we'll get it back in a couple of minutes, but, um, uh, you, like you say, you look at the rest of that schedule, Akina, like I said before, then they're, they're not a a playoff team, but maybe they can shock some people. And I, I, I doubt it personally, but they have some, um, uh, uh, favorable teams that they can surprise, uh, uh, coming up here. So, I I think I think that maybe they can shock some people and get a couple of surprising wins with the schedule coming up and and with a couple of wins at home, but uh, a couple of games at home, but it's really going to be tough. I think we have Mark back now, do we?
1: Yes we do and uh yes we get we see that handsome face of yours Mark. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's
0: uh that by the way, I just got back from
7: uh, doing a 30 minute run so if I look disgusting and slimy wow. and hairs all over the place I apologize so oh, oh you know. look
0: just fine me oh, understand always. don't worry <laughs> about
1: it Don't worry about it but uh you know to to, you know, to look at the paintggy off what Sid said about the schedule what what do you think the mindset is do they really think they have a chance of, of competing for a playoff spot the bears?
7: I I don't know what their thought process is. And, I mean, the the immediate instinct or go-to would be that, of course, like, of course they're looking for a playoff spot. Of course. Now, Matt, Matt Nagy made it clear the number one thing for this team is, no matter what's going on with Justin Fields, is wins. But is it really? Is it really? You know, I, I don't know. I, I think the most important thing at this point is, again, per our conversation earlier is confirming that you do have a quarterback and that he's good and he's not just okay and that you'll have something going. I hate to say it, but this year is about next year for Justin mm-hmm. Fields. And I think I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel, but I think Bears fans are okay with that. I think they they know that the the next time the Bears go to the playoffs and win playoff games, the roster is gonna not look anything like it looks right now. Um, so, so at this point you have to kind of root for the individuals on the bears who you think are going to be there in say three years. So, and that's like guys like Justin Fields and Roquan Smith and Darnell Mooney and Cole Kmet, a lot of the guys that you guys have hit on already.
0: Last moment the two with Mark Grody from 670 to score in WBBM, Chicago Bears sideline reported right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. See Kin here with him, Mark, as I said this uh, throughout our show throughout the season that Jalen Johnson is the best defensive back uh, on the team, but Eddie Jackson is important. Of course, he's been uh, blasted throughout the year, and of course he was missed very heavily in that loss against San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. What do you expect from Mr. Jackson for the rest of this year? Do you think he can turn it around?
7: I do, you know, I, I, I think that he, he, like I said about the Bears 2018 defense, I don't know that we're ever gonna get that Eddie Jackson again, like that elite ball Hawk pick six machine. Uh, I, but I do think that I mean, and we've seen it. I mean, even in this last game without Eddie Jackson, he's still by far the best safety on the Bears. Um, he's still the he's still a legit starter. And he has been bad at tackling this year, but he's not—he's not replaceable on the Bears right now. Um, and yeah, I, I do think. And I, I, it's interesting with Eddie Jackson because he has been a poor tackler, but he—he he knows it. He, he hears everybody saying it. He is struck back a little bit. We all know about that with the Lance <laughs> Briggs stuff. So he cares. I think that's is my long way of saying that people think that oh, Eddie Jackson got paid, and so now he's not trying anymore. He he does care, you know. I, I know that from talking to him and doing one-on-one interviews with him. I know just from what he has said to publicly to everybody, and that's a good thing because there are some guys who get yeah. paid and they don't care. Eddie mm-hmm. Jackson cares.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let, let's end on a high note there, Mark. Uh, you host a great podcast with your buddy Brian Mitchell. Called let me pull this together. You guys can look at it on you know on Anchor and Google Podcasts and wherever you get your podcast. Tell folks about it for those who haven't listened to it.
7: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's as Lakina said. It's let me put a list together, and it is a podcast where me and my buddy Brian Mitchell, who lives in Minnesota, used to be a Chicago. And basically, it's it's a very simple formula. We take things about which we are passionate about, like say. Uh, music, uh, and then we decide what are the top ten grunge bands, and then we go back and forth and sort of do it draft style. Like we come up with a list of bands, and then I'll say, "Oh, Pearl Jam," and he'll say, "Soundgarden," and we go, and we'll build, we build the list from ten to one. And then we reveal our individual lists as well. So it's it's a lot of fun. Let me put a list together. You could uh, you know find it wherever you get your podcast. That whole rigmarole. It's also on YouTube actually. Um, so where, wherever you find it, subscribe to it, check it out, watch it. Give it, give us your feedback, good or bad. So I appreciate you guys. Let me plug that. Thank you.
0: All right. That was Mark Grody of 6 in the score in WBBM, the Chicago Bears sideline reporter. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today on Sega City Sports on Sports on Chicago. You do a great job. Keep up the great work. you can go back to running. I hope you get Chase Matt Nagy out of town. <laughs>
7: I think I think it's time for your boy Grody to hit the showers. I think yeah. that's what the time is for him. So. Oh, Alright.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, all right, Have a good one, my friend. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. You can follow him uh, at Mark Grody Sports on Twitter. And uh, yeah. So uh, see you, Mark. Uh, you stay safe and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
7: Absolutely. It was fun, guys. Have a great rest of your show. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Alright. Stay all right. safe. Thanks, Mark. There. All right. Then, of course, that is Mark Rohde here, of course, uh, from 6 the score. Also, too, on Bears Island Report on WBBM 780, the, the, the Bears flagship radio station. And I believe we got our girl, Christina, on, Christine on with us right now.
6: We'll bring him on. Of our, our course, our buddy, Christine
0: Medica from KXRP.
6: Yay.
1: Yay.
0: Oh.
6: What's up? It's Windy over here. How's it over there by you guys? It just snowed. It just snowed yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's here.
0: melting for like 2 seconds, so the pavement is wet. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> crazy windy out here right now. Yeah, Very we've been dealing windy. with that for
0: the last 24-48 hours.
6: Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, a, we got a
0: couple minutes before the break. Uh what were yeah. your thoughts about the uh, the Bears of course on by this week? Um they're 3 and 6 uh they lost a close one to Pittsburgh, as we said on uh, last Friday when you were joining us, when you joined us, uh, it was going to be an ugly close game. It turned out to be. We forgot to bring this up with Mark, but Cassius Marks had that big yeah. snag and they decided to do the karate chop or whatever it is, bumping into the referee, got a penalty. Of course, they led to Pittsburgh's game-winning field goal. The, uh, the whole thing was just crazy. I wanted to get your thoughts. <laughs>
6: I think they got robbed. I think they absolutely got robbed of that win. I I will say this. A lot of improvements did come about with Fields. So I think Nagy is trying to work with him more. And maybe maybe COVID was a good thing for him to kind of get knocked upside the head a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying, you know, it saved his job because... Who knows what's going to happen with Nagy? I think we all know what's going to happen with him at the end of the season. But I'm very impressed with how Fields has really shown improvement and stayed, you know, strong during that game. And I don't want to say that, you know, you can't blame the refs for the game. But some of that stuff was ridiculous, especially when the ref backed up allegedly.
1: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. right.
6: (laughs) That that was, yeah, I, I definitely think they got robbed of that game.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah well, that the whole game was just weird, but it like was. I said before, I'm 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 glad that you know they didn't wet the bed on, on Monday nights. I think that's that's always a good thing. And yeah. uh and look looking through their schedule we talked about with Mark you know, just a few minutes ago. I, I mean it's 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 tough. You know, they play Baltimore next week. You know, like I said, Baltimore will not be in a very good mood. They should that's win that. against yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> they should beat Detroit on Thanksgiving. You know, Arizona's gonna be tough. You like know, should be a seeding game for Arizona. Green at Green Bay. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will be back then. Minnesota, they should be able to win that. You know, they, they go at Seattle. That Giants game, you know, we'll, we'll see where they are. That's not a mm-hmm. gimme. And also tend to finish up at Minnesota. So look, I, I honestly don't think like, this could only maybe you know eight or nine, nine and eight or seven and 10. That's probably where they're probably going to
6: end up being. I mean, the only game I see them winning is Detroit for sure. Everything else, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it's all pretty much up in the air. If they don't win against Detroit, that's a problem.
0: Yeah, we could definitely put Matt Nagy on the bandwagon uh, trail out, out of town. That should happen on yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Every, everybody and their mom will be watching that game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um.
5: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. I, I pro- yeah, <laughs> You apologize. put it
0: nicely, Christine, but without me getting in trouble. Yeah, we, it would be bad. We
1: apologize. It, yeah, and they also have two more primetime games, so we apologize. Sorry, Maybe both.
0: one of them would get flexed out. Maybe. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. I'll have my fingers crossed. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's
1: maybe that December twelfth game against the Packers. I can see probably that game getting yeah. flexed out. That might get flexed out, I think. But you know, you never know. Think, yeah. That's probably <laughs> the only that's the only thing I think that'll get flexed out, so at this point, yeah. but <laughs> you never know. Uh, your your quick thoughts on the Bulls uh, before we can get on the break. Vucevic you know, has COVID, so he's going to be out maybe at the very least a couple of games. They got a tough West Coast road trip. Where, where do you see them sort of, in, you know, sort of, you know, in this uh, on that trip?
6: You know, I think they're going to adjust. Obviously, it's a big loss with with their first. I believe that's their first player who has COVID. If I'm I'm thinking of that right. So hopefully they'll be able to contain the spread and and whatnot. It helps that all the players are vaccinated. So um, I I think they're going to stay resilient. So they're going to keep on going strong. And if they lose a couple of games, I I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. But I think they're going to know how to adjust the, the playbook when it comes to you know, the COVID situation.
0: And give us your quick thoughts about the Bulls' bench. Uh, they were important uh, in these last two two games against Dallas and Brooklyn. Alice Caruso, as we said before, he's becoming yes. a fan favorite, a uh, world champion with the Lakers a couple of years ago. Uh, he's he's starting to become the uh, that glue coming off the bench, along with rookie Ayo Tosumu uh, from Morgan Park. <laughs> yeah,
6: I I love bench players. You know, I was a bench player back, back in my day, and they're huge playmakers. You know, you want to – necessarily but if you got a good strong bench you're gonna win games especially Mm -hmm. when you know you need guys like Kobe White that needs a little bit more time out get this guy some playing time get him Mm -hmm. some reps and whatnot so I think they they got a pretty good bench that goes for any team all around the NBA if you got a solid bench you're in pretty much good shape for for if a player goes down or if a player needs a break
1: all right, so got a lot to do still. After this break, of course, we're going to do our week ten picks. We're already at week ten, folks. I mean, it, it, the season's going by quick. <laughs> uh, a change, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, a change to the top with our picks. You know, I didn't do very well last week, so I'm letting y'all know right now. But we'll we'll tell more about that too. You know, along you know with Sydney Brown, Christine Manica, I'm Lakeena McGee, the second stage of sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you in a bit with our week ten picks.
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sport Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19
4: for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen
3: download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the
5: Sports zone chicago
2: Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply.
0: Welcome back to Second City Sports. Hashtag football Friday. Baby on Zone <laughs> Chicago. Sid, Lakina and Christine with you. This is our last segment of the week. And last segment for the show. Uh, Lakina, we're about to... Give our picks away for Week Ten of the National Football League. What was our results from last week, and what is our results up to date?
1: Uh, our up to date results. Well, look, I came in last. I only had six, so you know, lost a couple. Yeah, I lost a couple of uh, bad ones there. Uh, Sid, you're, you extended your lead. You know, at eight. Uh, Christine, you had seven, so you were right. right between us. So, Sid. You extended your lead, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm two back. You know, you're three back. So still, look, like I said, still a lot to figure out, folks. So, you know, still no, don't, don't get discouraged, you know, you know, Christine, because you know it's still a lot to a lot to be sorted out here. And of course, the Bears being on by also too, the Bengals are on by. So are the Houston Texans also the New York Giants. So adjust your fantasy leagues accordingly. Yeah, and, the Gi-
0: Yeah, the Giants and Texas have been on bias all year. I'm just saying. Yeah, well,
1: wait, 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 wait. Oh You're God, right, you gosh. might be right about you might be right about that. So uh, <laughs> rimshot. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All fans of those teams. I'm sorry. Well, they might agree. But uh, let's get right to it, folks. With these week ten games, you've got uh, Buffalo and the New York Jets. Uh, Sid, you start this. Start off with this one.
0: Uh, Buffalo's checking in as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Can they gaff it up two weeks in a row, especially on the road? Can they? Can they? I don't see it happening. I'm going with Buffalo.
6: Yep, I'm going with Buffalo, too. Keep it nice, nice and short for this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, if, if Buffalo somehow What's the bed again, I'm I'm going to like lose it. I'm going to be Like, you know, the all Bill's fans and I'm going to lose it because like, Gosh. my God, like really, really I, like, I'm like i hoping they can bounce back. Hopefully Josh Allen will be the Josh Allen that we're used to seeing and hopefully They win this one pretty handily. All Right. Uh, in the NFC, you got the Bucks And Washington. Kristen, You start this one.
6: You know, again, I'm keeping this short. I, I got to go with Tampa Bay. You know, it's Tom Brady. It's the GOAT against the Washington team that still really hasn't gotten it together yet this season. So it, it's got to be Tampa Bay for this one.
0: I believe both teams were on buys last week. Yeah, yep. uh, Tampa Bay's checking in as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this will be kind of close for a while, but Tampa Bay should pull away, so I'm going with the Bucks.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think yeah, you know, both teams are coming off a bye, but I think the Bucks are still smarting from that loss to the Saints. So I'm gonna yeah, you know, it'll be close for a little bit, but I'm picking uh Tampa. All right, a really good one here, inter 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 inter, inter-, inter- matchup. Easy for me to say, uh, four four Atlanta against the Cowboys. Sid.
0: Uh, as of right now, Matt Ryan's my starting quarterback in fantasy. Um, uh, that's besides <laughs> the point, but, um, nice, nice combat win by Atlanta last week. Uh, they almost blew that game down in new Orleans and Dallas that got there. You know, what's handed to them by the Denver Broncos last week. Uh, my gosh, my gosh. But, um, Dallas is a nine and a half point favorite. I expect Dallas to turn it around. It's their second consecutive home game starting at yep. noon. So they can't use that time as an excuse anymore. If they, choose so to do so but uh the dallas is the better team here i expect them to have a better performance especially offensively in both their starting receiver series on my fantasy scene so they better have a good performance so i'm going with dallas
6: you know vegas was going crazy over this game last week we're not sure they were, we were. oh <laughs> my sure, <yeah>. god <laughs> no matter you know, which hotel i went to it was so cool if you haven't been to vegas on a sunday during the nfl season it's like all 32 teams are are there in one city it's <laughs> representation from all over the place but this game it was nuts i couldn't believe that they that they blew it you know so right. but, but i think dallas they're, they're going to come back they're going to be hungry for a win after coming off of that tough loss so I'm going to go with Sid and, and say Dallas.
1: Yeah, I'll, p- I'll pick Dallas. But, again, Randy Gregory's on IR with a calf injury. So that might help Matt Ryan a little bit for on, on that side for the, the offense for Atlanta. But, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta pulls off another upset. I mean, look, again, yeah. you know, noon game. You know, Dallas isn't used to playing a noon game. So, yeah, you know, we'll yeah. see.
0: Yeah, remember that game last year, Lakeena, Uh Atlanta almost had it until uh, yeah. Dallas uh, had those couple yes, of uh, special team uh, fumble recoveries. So yep. Atlanta could play with Dallas. Obviously, Dallas is a better team this year than they were a year ago. So mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas lost this one, but they, they should be able to win this one. They're in the foul mood, as you would say.
1: Yeah. All right, another good one here. You got the Saints and the Titans. I'll start with this one. You know what? This is. i have been back and forth on this game. Oh, boy. Uh, I, look, AP is showing that he's still got it. I, I don't know what he's using, but I think he should sell it, bottle it and sell it. But, <laughs> you know, he's moving the ball well. I mean, the Titans, you know, that defense actually looking pretty good, too. I'm not totally sold on the Saints, especially now with Jameis being out. It looks like Kamara might be out, too. I'm picking Tennessee. Uh... Yeah, yeah, he might be out. There. It hasn't been official, I yeah, guess. Sean Payne's kind of keeping it close to the vest, but – he hasn't price the last couple of days, so I'm, I'm. But even regardless, I'm picking Tennessee.
6: I was gonna do the same, Tennessee. You know, they still looked really good without Derrick Henry. They did have that. You know, it's it's going to be a close game. They did have that impressive win last week, but yeah, you know, I gotta go Tennessee, especially since it's a home game for them. So naturally, Tennessee.
0: Tennessee is favored by two and a half. I know they punched the Rams in the mouth uh, last Sunday night. New Orleans, uh, they came back, but they just couldn't hold on against Atlanta. I know I'm gonna regret this, but I'm gonna be on the safe side. Since Lakina said Kamar may not play, and they didn't pick up Cam Newton, we'll talk about Cam Newton in just a moment. But I'm I'm, I'm going safe here. I'm going with Tennessee.
1: All right, sorry about that, folks. My phone rang again. <laughs> sorry about that. Maybe uh, if there was
0: champagne, giving you some news.
1: Yeah, maybe there <laughs> was champagne. Maybe was champagne me and tell me that Kamara, why that, that Kamara Kamar is playing? I don't know, but uh, uh okay, uh, a good one here in the AFC South, I guess. You got the Jags and the Colts. Uh, said you start this one.
0: Listen, let me get out my cheat sheet here. The Jaguars and the Colts. Yeah, Indianapolis a ten point favorite. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> I, I know Jacksonville care. stinks, but but really, but Indianapolis <laughs> Indianapolis has not been that impressive either. You know, uh, the, they've been tearing my heart up up and down the anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I'm I, there's no analysis for here only because they're, because they're the home team. I'm going to Indianapolis. Leave me alone.
6: <laughs> Gosh, you, you know this is a tough one for me. First of all. Carson Wentz coming outside. I'm still playing, even if my wife is in labor. First of all, sir, how dare
2: you?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, saw, I saw that earlier this year. I, I don't just care. Like, really? Your <laughs> second kid, your fifth kid, or whatever. If your wife is in labor, you go. Like that's just that's just how it, my thoughts. That's my personal opinion. And plus it's not like the Colts are going anywhere this season anyway. So even if you were to stay and play, it's not going to make a difference. (laughs) I hate to tell you uh, Colts fans, nothing's going to change if he still plays in this game. So that's the mind boggling part to me. I I will say though, I got to give Jackson a little bit of credit. They have been improving a lot since the beginning of the Urban Meyer, Meyer debacle and, and stuff like that. So I have seen a lot of improvement, mm-hmm. and because the Colts aren't that great, I think Jacksonville could bring on an upset here. So I'm picking I'm picking Jacksonville for the first time during the season, just because I, I think this is a game that they could hold their own in, and they held their own last week too.
0: It wouldn't be much of a shock. She makes no. some sense. I would, yeah. No. That's it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, this is you saw what crazy. they did this... to Buffalo last week. Yeah. yeah,
6: exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm still gonna pick the Colts. I guess because they're at home. But again, would it shock me if the Jags pull off another upset? Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, be.
0: I, I, I will say there's a couple of things before we move on to the next game. Even though uh, the Colts are favored by ten and a half, if you're a bad man, maybe I'm. I'll I'll think about this this weekend. If you're a bad man, I would take Jacksonville in the points. Yeah. I'll, I'll, well,
1: take
0: the, oh, yeah. Take I'll, the under. Yeah. I'll take uh, the the plus ten for Jacksonville. Number two, with with Christine said earlier. Remember this about this Lakin about 25, yep. 30 years ago with the Houston Texas. Yes. Uh, go yes. go look at uh, a football life the ninety three Oilers. They mm-hmm. had I believe his name was David Williams. His wife was in labor, and plus back then, if you're a significant other was in labor, it was suspected of you to play. If you wanted some time off, teams would. uh, uh, wouldn't let you take off to go be with your spouse, uh, giving the baby. Now times have changed, no problem. But back then, they wouldn't let you do it.
1: And he changed that just a few years ago, too. I mean, Joe Flacco. I think when he he has third son. His wife insisted that, "Hey, look, I got this. Go ahead and play." So, it, it, it,
6: okay sure. But I don't mm-hmm. hear Carson Wentz's wife saying, "Hey, go on and play." And that's, <laughs> that, that, that a story. Since she's not saying anything, that's why I'm giving him a little bit of a of a finger wag here.
0: <laughs> say how tumble. much time has this changed? Yeah, Yeah,
6: exactly. Absolutely. All right.
1: Uh, All right. You got the winless lions going against the Steelers. Look, I'll say this the Steelers. I know they're coming off a short week playing the bears. You know, it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. I'm picking the Steelers. It won't be pretty. Like it's usually in, but they're going to end up winning the AFC North. I've already like made that. I've already made that clear. They're going to end up winning the freaking division. So Steelers go go ahead. Go, go for it. Next. (laughs) (laughs) It's,
6: it's Detroit. Anybody can beat Detroit at this point. Cold, hot, warm, whatever. It's the
0: Steelers. I'm going with Pittsburgh too. The question is, can Detroit cover the 10 points? Will Dan Campbell have half the playbook he did against the Rams a couple of weeks ago on a row? Now they're coming off a bye week.
1: Should be interesting. You know, be intriguing here. Another another intriguing one here in the AFC. You got the Browns and the Patriots. Christine, you start this one.
6: Um, You know, with the quarterback situation kind of being uneasy right now in Cleveland, I'm going to go with New England just because we don't know what's happening with Baker yet. We don't know what's going to happen with their backups and, and whatnot. So it, who knows? This is also a home game for the Patriots, too, so that can maybe have a little bit of influence in it. But I'm going to go with New England.
0: I'm going to fall away right with you, Christine. New England's favorite by three. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, I know Cleveland, as I predicted on this show last week, uh, that they, they were beat Cincinnati. I ain't expecting to give them the beatdown that they did. But uh, Cle- mm. I, this is going to be another tough game for Cleveland on the road. No, this is not the same Patriots team as teams as it was in years past. But it's just something about Bill Belichick's uh, teams that uh, they should ch- Get it together around this time of year. Uh, I know they've been looking great the last uh, three weeks. Uh, I expect it to continue here. It's going to be another close one, but uh, I'm. Uh, I think the Patriots will uh, find some way to uh, to uh, to pull out this win. They're gaining confidence each and every week, and they have it right now.
1: Yeah, they've actually been playing a lot better week yeah. by mm-hmm. week, and. Uh yeah, I've been back and forth on this one too. Oh gosh, it, it pains me to do this, but I, I'll I'll be with you guys. I'll I'll go with the Patriots. Oh, it
6: pains you, huh? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it,
0: it, it, I, I can't, I can't,
6: for you, huh? Yeah,
1: it, it's not, it's not, it's really not natural <laughs> for me. Yeah, <laughs> pay
0: tuned. and call me in the morning. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I might have to take some too, especially if, they, <laughs> if the Browns do win this game. They they that might uh all right, first of the three o'clock games. You got the Vikings and the Chargers. Sid, you start this one.
0: I'll be watching this game in its entirety via Macaputa, <laughs> And that's mm-hmm. that game will be on Fox. Um uh, Minnesota, they are a plus three underdog of uh, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The, they were impressive last week at Philadelphia, winning by three. Minnesota, they blew their 20-point lead at Baltimore last week. Can Minnesota win this game? Yes, but they're, they're tripping over their own two feet. And I know, Christine, you hate them for other reasons. Right but. I don't hate them. <laughs> It's
6: <laughs> a very strong word, <laughs>
0: but the uh, <laughs> I, I think the Chargers are starting to get it together and they're starting to gain some confidence. So they're back at home; uh, they should be able to win. It's going to be a close one, but I ex- I expect the Chargers to win. Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, who's in trouble for other reasons, but assuming that he plays, both of them better have uh, uh, great days for my fantasy football team. So I'm going with the Chargers.
6: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I know- oh. What? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to go with the chargers too. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a high scoring game, you know, the Vikings are on the road again. So this mm-hmm. could be a challenge in itself too. So yeah, it, the, the chargers and, and like you said, Sid, could they win this game? The Vikings? Absolutely. Are they going to No, because they're going to find a way to screw it up as usual. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah the, so the, so the chargers for me
1: yeah i mean because this could be like first to 30 i mean uh-huh. both that secondary for the chargers is not they've had a lot they've had some injuries there too so i think that's another reason but uh this could be one of those first to 30 i think look would it surprise me if the vikings somehow win this game no but like you said christine will they win no no i'll, I'll pick yeah. the chargers <laughs> yeah
0: the over under total as of right now is 50 and a half.
1: Take the over. I'm already saying that take the over. Okay, you heard <laughs> it from Laquina. <laughs> take the over. I, I take the over. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, an tricky one here. You got the Panthers and the 8 and 1 Cardinals, of course. The Panthers. Cam Newton's back. He's getting a yeah. lot of incentives now. Mm-hmm. Will he play? He probably won't be able to play because he gotta go through all types of protocols and stuff. So PJ Walker will start. Um, it'll be a close one too. I know Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins probably will not play a- Play again with their various injuries, but look as long as Cole McCoy does what he did did what he did last week and not make any big mistakes, give give, you know, give the ball to James Connor, let him win the game for you. That defense isn't very good for the Panthers, so it'll be close maybe for like maybe the first quarter, but I'll, I'm picking the Cardinals.
0: I know the Cardinals are favored by ten and a half. Whether Kyler Murray or indoor DeAndre Hawkins plays or not, is not going to matter. I'm going with Arizona.
6: I'm going to go with Arizona too. And you know, Kim Newton looks very happy to be back in Carolina. I know. right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that picture. He was cheesing yes. all the way. So, you know, maybe, maybe things happen for a reason. So good for yeah. him for basically coming back home. I'll
0: be yours, Bill
1: yeah There was no animosity when he left. So, you know, Greg also said, yes, so he was right to the, to the story. <laughs> so yes. he might, he might get it. He might get it. Uh, a good one here, maybe uh, three twenty-five, of course. You know, CBS has the, the doubleheader this week. Uh, Eagles and Broncos. Christine, you start this one.
6: I want to count Denver out. They're in a playoff chase right now. And you know, the the Eagles have had their struggles this year, but when it comes to a solid team out of the two of them, it would be Denver. They're hungry for it just because they're like, yes, give me that playoff. Give me that chance for the title. So let's go Denver for this one, especially since it's a home game for them.
0: Chicago's very young Greg Gumbel will be calling this game for CBS, and I'll be watching mm-hmm. this one too via my computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, could it be a letdown for Denver after destroying Dallas on the road last week? Yes, but Philadelphia stinks. <laughs> and I know they. And, and Denver, <laughs>
6: that was very to the i
1: say, damn, but, dude. But it's true.
0: But it's true. Damn. But but I think it's going to be damn. <laughs> damn. I think it's going to be ugly close. Um, Philadelphia stinks, but I think it's going to be ugly close. And, and like you said, Denver is on the playoff chase. Christine, no one expected it. I didn't expect it. But just because they're at home, I, I'm going with Denver. Denver's favored by important to have. Basically, I had to pick them.
1: Yeah, that's a that, yeah. I would stay away from this game if you're if you're gambling. But uh, yeah, I mean the, the Philadelphia they've got some weapons, but it's, they're not very good. So I'm picking Denver. Like I said, look, people were were, were calling for Vic Fangio's job a couple of weeks ago. Now they're at five and four. They're right there in the AFC West. he you know, also in the playoffs. Why can't Denver be <laughs> be right there? Oh, so yes. they're gonna you know, keep it up. Uh, another good one here. The uh, game of the week. You know, CBS will have their number one team. Tony Jim uh, Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wilson will be on the call in Lambo Field, Seattle, and Green Bay. Now maybe Aaron Rodgers might be back this week. He might not be. You know, I know they're doing like the virtual practice thing. You know, it could be Blake Bortles. I know Russell Wilson's back. Uh, this is another pick up for me. Uh, I'll pick Green Bay just because they're at home. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle look. These two teams always play, you know, always you know, battle it out very well. So I expect this to be a very close game. So it could be a field goal that decides this game, Mason Crosby. <laughs> so uh, I'll I'll pick the Packers so just because they're at home.
0: Weather could be a factor for this one. Can mm-hmm. we make two picks, Lakina, uh, or, <laughs> I or, or wish. not? I wish. Okay. Uh, assuming that Aaron Rodgers can play, which I think they're going to find a way to for him to play, I'm going with the Packers. But I'm cheering as hard as hell as a fan for Seattle. <laughs> I know you are, Christine, because Russ Wilson's back.
6: Yeah, he's back, and he's my QB for fantasy now. So yeah, <laughs> no, <All right. laughs> you know, he feels great. I saw him. He started practice on Monday. I saw him even while he was, you know, injured and still taking care of his, his finger. He was still practicing, working on some stuff here and there. So it's not like his body is out of shape. I think he just has to catch up his hand with the rest of what he's been doing during this time off. But like like what both of you were saying, I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers steps out on the field on Sunday. And with that being said, it it's gonna be Green Bay probably with that factored in there and it being a home game.
0: Should the be the yeah, the Packers are favored by five points as of right now. Yeah,
6: five points. I might.
1: Ooh, I might take the under on that one. Uh, Another good one here. I know. I know NBC's happy about this matchup. You know, with the parameters, maybe a little bit different. AFC West: Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. Sid, you start this one.
0: I'm gonna surprise you guys. I'm going with the Raiders. Here's wouldn't why. That
1: be a, would that be a shock though? That's not a big. No, that no, would be a big shock. Wrong.
0: It wouldn't what? be. It wouldn't be as far as us is concerned, but to the rest of y'all, it would be. Here's why. Kansas City has not been playing well. As we said, I think it's a lack of confidence. Number two, their defense has been terrible all year. I know they're going on the road, but if you saw that performance last week against Green Bay, I wasn't impressed. Mm -mm. We told you they were going to win, but it was going to be ugly close. That's exactly what happened. I think the Raiders will be focused now. Hopefully the tragedies are, are behind them. Uh, they uh, they let one get away on the road against the bad New York Giants team last week. They're at home. They're gonna have mm-hmm. the home field advantage. They should be focused. They better be focused. They're the better team playing wise right now, despite what happened last week. So uh, this is a better chance for the Raiders to send the message uh, to the Chiefs. If you don't send a message, I don't know when you're going to do it. So I'm going with the Raiders at home. Remember, the Raiders beat the Chiefs but the Arrowhead last year and lost a close one at home on Sunday Night Football last year. So the Raiders got all the incentive in the world. So I'm going with the Raiders, in, uh, Raiders here, even though Kansas City is favored by three.
6: This is going to be a very close game. It it can go either either way. And like what Sid said, what, what we've all been saying this entire year, Kansas is not the same, Kansas City is not the same team as what they were, you know, last year or the year before that. They're just not. For whatever reason, who knows? But you <laughs> know, I, I gotta say, Vegas, they, they love their Raiders, they love the NFL, they love this energy that they have for their team because it's a home game. Because, you know, they're hungry for wins, especially what they've been going through within this season in itself. Um, I got to go with Las Vegas here.
1: Yeah, with you guys, I feel like uh, Vegas, I think they're due for kind of like kind of like a get right thing after everything has happened. Remember, Deshaun Jackson's there now. So that should help Derek Carr a little bit, you know, in the passing game. So. And and look, you, you we all saw that game against the Packers. I wasn't impressed. I know I'm sure you guys were not either. And you mm-hmm. know, look, I've seen a lot of Chiefs fans. You know, people who like the Chiefs say, "Oh well, you know what? This is their this is their time. This they're trying to take advantage of the of the AFC and the division." Stop right there, folks. Don't do that. They're not that good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I, no. look, they're still, I don't up by their defense. So if if it's if it's now or never for the Raiders. So you got You're the, you're right there in the division Lee. So just just do it, Raiders. All right, last but not least, a good one here in the NFC West. You know, for Monday night, you got the Rams and the 49ers and the Manning cast is back. So, Christine, you start this one.
6: Yeah, you know, what a – I'm just this week in general for the NFL, we can't seem to go a week without having something breaking happen. And now Odell Beckham, he's officially a Ram. Von Miller's going to have his first start this weekend as a Ram. So there's a lot of excitement going around this game right now. So what a time for it to be on Sunday night. That's for sure. It's a little bit Monday. A, oh, Monday. Ooh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Sunday? I don't know what day of the week it is anymore. <laughs>
1: uh, but- Clip, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know.
6: I'm still on, I'm still on whatever time I'm on. But anyway, so this is gonna be a good California battle. But I think I'm gonna go with the Rams for this one. They've looked really good this year. I expect them to be in the playoffs after the regular season is over and done with. So I'm gonna go with Los Angeles.
0: I'm going with the Rams too. If you're a 49ers fan, one. Kyle Shanahan should be coaching his last games as the head headmaster over there, number two. When will Trey Lance get in there?
6: Yeah.
1: The time
0: for him should be now. Yeah. I'm going with yeah. the Rams.
1: Yeah, I think Matt Stafford wants to redeem redeem himself after what happened uh, last week against Tennessee. So I expect a big game from him and we might see Trey Lance. I'm sure the Manning Bros will be you know cheering up and down to get him on the field. Right. And, well, i mean, I think he was at their 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 their, uh, their passing camp, but uh, a few years ago. But yeah, I, I think. Look, I think I don't know if Odell Odell Beckham Jr. will be able to play, you know, because of you know he signed a little later in the week. But you know, we may see Von Miller. I know, you know he's still feeling a little bit better. I'm gonna pick the Rams. Like I said before, I think this is gonna be like a get right thing, get right game for them. But again, like, it's gonna be close. These are two division rivals, so. All right. And those are our week 10 NFL picks. So what are you guys looking forward to this weekend in sports?
0: For me, the Bulls, uh, their West Coast road trip, it starts tonight. Uh, of course, their game's on ESPN. No NBC Sports Chicago um, local broadcast, unfortunately, for that one. Boom. It's on ESPN against the Warriors. Of course, they play uh, the Clippers on Sunday and then the Lakers on Monday, both the back-to-back games in L.A. So without Vucevic, we'll see what this Bulls team is made of. They, they should be fine, but it's going to be tough without one of their big three players.
6: See, the correct answer for this question is now watching the Bears. <laughs>
1: so That's yeah. Because well, that was you, obvious.
6: <laughs> that of was course. obvious, but, you know, it's just going to be – nice for them to kind of regroup who knows maybe after this little break for them they can come out guns a blazing so let's let's hope for that um and i'm actually just excited to watch the games that are happening on sunday because we got some pretty good matchups here happening and who knows the nfl's been so crazy this season with upsets left and right who knows what's going to happen
1: yeah. For me, it's like, I think like you guys, the like said, you know, Sunday, you know, Sunday, we have some great matchups in the NFL. Of course we talk about college football or also college hoops. You know, I look that Villanova UCLA game, look, that's not going to be a measuring stick for, you know, this year cause it's so early, but this could be a nice little precursor to what we might see in March. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also Texas and Gonzaga that's tomorrow night. So also do some college football as they're finishing up the last few weeks of their season. So it's coming out fast and furious folks. So, you know, enjoy the games because yeah, I know it's getting cold, it's getting dark at like four thirty. <laughs> I know that, yeah. and that stinks, but look, you got college hoops, got college football, NBA, NFL, also too the uh, MLB will be announcing their uh, their postseason winners next week, so we got to talk about that as well later next week.
0: Yeah. Quick reminder for you guys, um, for those of you that care, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, they winners of their last yes. two Woo-hoo. games. Uh, congratulations Wee. to Coach Terry King. Yes. Tonight's game is yes. the bad Arizona uh, Coyotes team. Tonight's game will not, I repeat, will not be seen right. on ABC Sports Chicago. It will be seen on ESPN Plus slash Hulu. Once again, tonight's Blackhawks game against the Cowardies will be seen on ESPN plus slash Hulu. I didn't make up the rules. The NHL shoots themselves in the foot once again, but that's a whole nother issue. I know we running up against it, Christine, but how was your trip to Vegas last week?
6: Yeah. I saw the Man. pictures with you and your guy. I thought yeah. you guys had, like, oh had a lot of gosh, fun. It was so great. It's so, I don't know if you guys have been to Vegas, but like I said, I have. being there on a Sunday, it's like the whole NFL is coming together and just, <laughs> it, it's so cool to see that. But then just to see, you know the the fountains the and the belagio fountains the the eiffel tower new york new york mgm lion just to see all that in person instead of from a computer screen or tv screen Mm -hmm. it's so surreal plus it was fight night that yes so So we did see a lot of carnelo and stuff like that so that was that was kind of cool to see just all those people and whatnot, and try great food. The restaurants there are great. Um, Vegas is back. I know a lot of people were asking me how's it been since COVID. They they are strict on their face mask policy, indoor face mask policy. But other than that, they're they're back in business. They they really are.
0: How many people did you meet from Chicago?
6: You know, I saw a couple of Minnesota fans out there. I saw a lot of Packers fans. Did I? Did I meet anybody else from? I saw a lot of Khalil Mack jerseys, mainly because you know he was with the Raiders right. before. Yeah. Right. But, who, but who knows? They could be from Chicago too. So, from what I know, I was the only one there from Chicago. <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> because there's is, a lot of. Go ahead, what? Christine. No, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, when I traveled there, I traveled there uh, during the month of March and early April, the last couple of times I went there. I know that's usually for the college kids around spring break time around in there, but there's a lot of Chicagoans, especially during the winter months and during spring break time that travel to Las Vegas. There's a lot of Chicagoans. Yeah. I know you got people a lot uh, from all over the country, but uh, there's a bunch of people from Chicago that travels there every year around that time every year. Yeah. Yeah,
6: It is. It is. It's everyone was when I said so I originally when they asked like oh where are you from I say Chicago but then I said but then for the last three years I've been living in South Dakota they're like oh South Dakota because you know everybody knows what's been what's been going on in this state over right. there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah all more curious about how we were reacting to all to everything going on and and you know I just said it like it was that South Dakota just isn't as big as Chicago right or Las Vegas, or or California, anything like mm-hmm. that. So it, it's just different. But it was so great just to just to get that get out there for a couple of days. I think that's all I can handle in Vegas is a couple of but, days. Yeah, Nothing yeah, more I know. than that.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a nephew who have to- – Went over there like or earlier this year, you know. At the of course, same thing. He said the same thing. You know, very strict. You know, with the with the, the protocols inside yeah. and you know a little bit more area. But yeah, hopefully, my sister and I said we're well, hopefully we'll we'll get there. Like hopefully, you know, next year once you know weather starts warming up again. But you know, I've always wanted to go to Vegas, so it should. It looks. It sounds fun. So yeah, definitely,
6: definitely go to a show if you can. I saw Shin Lim. He was America's Got Talent. Yes, yes. Yes. Popped up for his last trick. Popped up right in my row, and I stood up, going, "Oh my gosh!" (laughs) I was so (laughs) excited to see him. He's one of my favorite magicians. He's one of my favorite winners from America's Got Talent. So just to see a winner have his dream come into fruition like that it's so cool so cool
1: yeah he definitely deserved to you know to, to have won that uh yeah. last last season but uh yeah so uh all right uh sid take us out
0: all right you can uh m- make sure you can <laughs> make sure you can't usually Lakina does does this but oh, boy, up, i'll go ahead and take the baton <laughs> you up, can do all right, Christine. That's enough out of the YouTube. All right. Come on, come on, come on, come
1: on. It
2: up. Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can catch Second City Sports every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, every Monday every Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in Living Color from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can follow your on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again that's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80.
1: You follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at underscore McGee on the IG. And Miss Christy, where can people find you on the social media streets? They
6: can find me on Twitter at cmanica underscore kxrb.
0: And make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's Amazon, iTunes, Apple Store, or Google Play. Make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. you can listen to any of our live shows, including past shows, including this one, Second City Sports. And speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, make sure, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you follow them on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports. By subscribing to War on Anchor, we are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support.
1: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. As our buddy Armando said, have a good weekend. And we'll see you guys Monday again. Also, too, thank you so much to 670 The Score and Bear Silent reporter for WBBM Radio, WBBM Radio 670. Mark up uh, 780. Oh, look, there's so many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Rody for joining us uh, today. You know, also to check out his uh, podcast. Let me put a list together at wherever we you get your podcasts on Anchor, Google Play, also too on YouTube. Enjoy the games, everybody. Be safe out there and be good to each other. Stay warm. You know, look if you're not, if you're not gonna get vaccinated, wear a mask, wash your hands, and you know, just be good to each other. First Sid and Christine, I'm Lake This this been Second City Sports on Sports Chicago Sports little Chicago. I can't talk for some reason. I'm congested,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. And we'll see you Monday. Go Seahawks, holla. <laughs> <laughs>